Oh man, what's going on in this window? Man, we gotta see some titties! What are those guys looking at that window down there? Oh, look at those big brown juicy breasts. I can't wait to get my mouth on those breasts. You guys wanna swap windows? Yeah. Man, that's a fucking Kenny Rogers roaster! Oh shit, here it comes! Here comes the spooky! Man, I forgot my How to Be a Stupid Asshole book. Hey, can I borrow yours? Cincinnati, Jeff! What's going on, all you chuds and chudettes? Here comes the Spookies back with episode 28. This time, we're going to talk about Never Hike in the Snow, which just got released before we jump on Michael Myers' dick and find out what he does for Halloween. So sit back, relax, tie your buddy to a chair, and make him listen to your second favorite podcast. What's going on, nachos? How the fuck is everybody doing this fine Saturday evening? We're doing real good. So here comes the Spookies back, and today we've got not one but two special guests on the episode today. Count them. Two first-timers. We've got Gentle Ben. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) What's happening, everyone? (laughs) And we've got Captain Trips. Hello, you fine-looking fellows. How are you doing today? Doing fantastic, fellas. Thank you for being here, by the way. I really appreciate it. As always, thanks yeah. for having us. Thank you so much for having me, man. Oh, wait, great. I got a button for that. Why is it labeled syphilis? That's that's <laughs> weird. Because yeah, I bring all the toys to the party. <laughs> so, um, uh, Gentle Ben has been a uh, f- very good friend of ours for a long time and uh, was doing his own podcast for a while, uh, The Reject Room. Uh, yes, we'd, be- we'd been on that one. Yeah, that was uh, a good time, man. That was a blast. Oh, yeah. That was honestly one of the most fun nights of my life. Yeah. We got way too fucked up, but it was a good time. <laughs> had to do the had to do the episode in uh, two separate months. So, yeah, it took us to get to the to actually release it from start to end. It took five or six months to finally get released. Yeah, because we we came over before Christmas. Yep, did our one half, got super hammered, drank a bunch of ranch. Drank, oh, we did. did drink a oh, bunch of ranch. God. If you ain't gargling ranch, are you even living life? Yes, yes, you live life when you don't gargle ranch. As it turns out, yeah. dill is not the only thing that goes in a mouth. That's what Big Ranch wants you to think, man. I'm oh, sorry, continue. Uh, and then we got fucking super wasted on the break, then tried to finish the episode. It did not work out. It was tragic. Yeah. Yeah, it went downhill pretty quickly. That was not good. So then we had to come back like two months later after Christmas, finish it. And then it was like another three months before it got released. Yeah. <laughs> I got so drunk, I forgot how to fucking use words. Oh, I'm man. like, chippies are just like, no, they're over there, idiot. Go get him. Like, is he out of the room? Lock the door. Yeah, Start you were fucked up. That's a vodka, man. You were fucked. And then Captain Tripp's here. Uh, his uh, girlfriend yeah. um, is uh, a big fan of the show. And I just want to say thank you for listening, number one. And then Allie, we really, really appreciate it. Shout out. Yeah. She's going to be my baby mama. Allie, Allie Trips. Oh. Uh, just <laughs> What's up, that, Allie Trips? Throwing that out there. <laughs> Allie Trips, that's good. So she's going to be, yeah, gonna be, you guys are going to have a kid, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, end of January is where the, the shout's going for. Well, private chi- private Trips? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's coming out as a full colonel. So yeah. do you guys know if you're having a boy or a girl? So we're not supposed to know. She's like, I don't want to know. I want to know. Right. And the last visit to the... OBGYN 
I think that's what they're called. I don't know. Yeah. Girl stuff eludes me. Pussy so, doctors. Pussy Wait, doctors. Are, you, are you supposed to say like an acronym or is it is it not Obigen? Oh. What the fuck is the acronym well, for? Well, if though? I start saying Obigen, I think that I'm looking at a, you know, evil superpower. Obigen. Obigen. That's like. Don't summon no, no, Obigen. No, that's like a company, like an evil corporation is oh, what that sounds God. like. They run the world. They run, well, they run the uterus. <laughs> they run Big Ranch. Still <laughs> <laughs> for you. All those fucking Hidden Valley lobbyists. <laughs> <laughs> They're from the Paul Newman Corporation. Oh. <laughs> so, so, anyhow, so, uh, obviously some of you guys have dealt with having a child. Yep. I have so many. <laughs> so many. Abortions. Um, <laughs> uh, 25% drops. of the people in this room have a kid. <laughs> <laughs> so Wait, how many people are in here? Let me do the math real quick. Spiritually? I mean, uh, in the CNC Far Factory, they're all here. We also have Bruce the Invisible Ghost. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't like that fucking guy. So, But anyhow, uh, at that particular visit, they just tell you, hey, look the other way, so you don't look at the monitor while it's supposed to be a surprise. And I just peeked. I, I did one of those, like, I barely covered my eyes with, like, a finger. And uh, I'm pretty sure I know what I'm going to have. But since Ollie Tripp is going to listen to this, I can't say anything. You're going to have a surprise. <laughs> well, you're a fucking a better man well, than I am. What's going to be a surprise is when I'm wrong. <laughs> I, yeah, because well, I've gone to so many of those things and I'm like... I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at. Oh, absolutely not. But like at all. Is this an yeah. x-ray of Big League Chew? What the fuck <laughs> is this? <laughs> Technically edible. Still not something you want to eat. Yeah, I, I don't remember placenta Wait, fetuses or, or Big League Chew. Yeah, I don't Both. remember placenta flavored Big League Chew. We <laughs> could be on to something, boys. Hey, I, you go to some Asian countries. There's some weird ass shit they let you eat. I'm just saying. The ducks are blue. <laughs> the ducks what the fuck is that? are blue. Well, I've never seen a blue duck. <laughs> Apparently, you've never choked one out enough. That's quite tastic. Hey, before we move off the uh, OBGYN thing real quick, I just want to throw something in here. Hit it's it. so stupid. So we go to a pasta house, or yeah, pasta house yeah. from time to time. House of and the they have these noodles that are like olive oil, butter, garlic noodles. It's just like a really basic fucking pasta dish. They throw it and toss it in some olive oil sauce. Doesn't matter. So they they fucking kept calling them OBG noodles. And I was like, OBGYN noodles? Like, I was so fucking thrown off, and I'm looking at my wife like, this is so fucked up. I don't want any goddamn vagina noodles. Yeah, I'm like, not what the fuck this. is this? Wait, old, old dirty bastard noodles? Garlic yes. and placenta? Yeah. Oh, yes. That's going to be delicious. That's so now favorite. we still call them the OBGYN noodles every time we go there. That's my favorite Pringles flavor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, moving on. But before we, before we exit, at least uh, for Allie, we want to say thank you. A tip of the hat to you. Uh, you are our first uh, Patreon member, so our first official member of the Spooky Squad. Goddamn right. So we've got your swag for you. We're going to be sending it your way, so really appreciate you joining. Thank you very much. For the, those of you out there listening, we do have a Patreon up. You can find us on Patreon. Uh, you can also find us at HereComesTheSpooky.com, where we've got uh, koozies, buttons, stickers, stuff like that up uh, for sale for the merch. We ship it out to you. If you're not, if you're not, if you're local, we can drop it off. It's however you want to handle it. Um, and then, you know, also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and, and get us wherever you're already listening to your podcast and tell your tell your second favorite friend about your second favorite podcast. That was fucking a magnificent plug, my dude. Oh, well, Good I do stuff. what I can. I do what I can. How would I go about uh, acquiring some of that? Who would I need to talk to? Put your hand on my lap. Yep, he gets stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a koozie to cover my boner. <laughs> He's already got one. <laughs> Let me see it. Hey, Where's your koozie? Buddy. You know what? Okay, I'll just have to one up this. 
Oh boy. Oh, are you gonna give my balls the Indian rub? Or Native American rub? <laughs> Indigenous people uh, rub. Now? That's her feathers. Which which rub are you getting? Boo. <laughs> I'll fucking keep Cobra Commander out of this episode. There you go. There you go. All right. So uh, moving on, we've got a couple of things before we get started with the movie. And stuff. First up, Never Hike in the Snow, the prequel to Never Hike Alone, has released on YouTube from Womp Stomp Films. It came out uh, on the 13th of October. Yes, sir. And it is fantastic. Dope as fuck. We, I don't want to get too deep into it because we are going to cover it down on this uh, as a review one one day this season for sure. I'll just give you two, fuck, two words. Fuck and yeah. That thing was fantastic. <laughs> but not in that order. Yeah. How do you spell fuck? yeah? There's like W-E-A-H. Yes, that's how I spell w- it. E- what? W E A H. I went to Cal's. You mean why? Hold down there, Van Halen. Rest in peace. I forgot about that. Now I'm sad. So you mean Y E? That's the ticket. H. See, I was just doubling up on my Y's because I don't fucking know. Let's move on. This is brought to you by not just not a double Y. That was a double U. Uh, and then leading into that, the Friday the 13th uh, Blu-ray box set from Scream Factory. How it is it? I'm not jealous. Came out. Oh, man. So it's 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 awesome to own. There are a couple things. One, it's glorious. However, that that new found footage um, for the extra gore and kills, like the uncut kills for part two, Dos. that is from a work print. It's from a special effects work print. So it's uncut. It's from an old VHS. There is no audio whatsoever oh my god we should do the voiceover uh of the scenes but for our patreon members only. <laughs> that's right so so for ollie <laughs> yeah, right. goody's in that league i think uh and uh there will be more no soon. sound at all no so these these scenes were were rumored to exist but like with most of the friday the 13th cut stuff oh paramount hates it yeah it's like lost to time they're like yeah. it's either mislabeled somewhere in the archives no one's ever fucking found it and then a guy who worked on the movie was like i have this vhs that i've had for years he's like i've maybe watched it once and it's been almost 40 years since that movie 1982 silent film era recorded the same year as fucking nosferatu (laughs) (laughs) what did they say in raiders of the lost ark it's being taken care of by our best men top men men. yeah that's that's the paramount vault so they the this studio, not Scream Factory, but working with Scream Factory, was helping unearth some of this stuff, found this guy who was like, I have this, and he didn't want to mail it because it's an old VHS, right? And so he met him. He, like, drove, like, four hours. He's like, I feel like I need a fucking, like, briefcase, like, handcuffed to my wrist. Give me that anti-shake yeah. case. Right, to transport this. He's, like, taking pictures of, the like, the tape with the label and, like, putting them <laughs> on, like, Facebook and shit. And I'm like, yes, I am fucking down. I couldn't wait to see it. Otherwise, some, master tape. Yeah. some asshole in a Jason mask might pop out of the bushes and, you know, fucking sell it on eBay. Right. Why not UPS it? They're <laughs> habitually fucking <laughs> gentle with their packages. <laughs> oh, my God. I have the best meme about that shit. It's like, your package says fragile and i meant to send it to the group thing uh and it's jason Voorhees from part seven bash uh, vii bashing the chick against the tree it's like <laughs> they handle your package <laughs> see that was relevant <laughs> nice <laughs> nice i was gonna do like a cadbury egg reference and just you know scramble it but oh you know, yeah oh, i thought you're gonna be that like the lion better. in the chicken or, <laughs> 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 that's, 
a deep cut. Also, why did they show that same commercial every year? I love that commercial, dude. Oh, that great never commercial. gets old. But, it's a classic. Uh, the downside is you can't really illustrate a commercial on air. No. Yeah. So but if you go on, that dude's just barking like a chicken for no reason. <laughs> it's a medical condition. Thank you for bringing attention to it, Captain. So the uh, other part of that was uh, I noticed this. The 3D portion yeah. for part three is not... So the standard OG, like red and blue, you know, standard definition 3D has been removed from this release. Instead, they have the new 3D. It's like a new scan, but what you need to watch it is a 3D TV and then those new 3D glasses that go with the television. Newfangled 3D. And they don't have the original standard, you know, blue and or blue and red uh, 3D, which is kind of a bummer. So, like, if you need to have that as a completionist, you must hang on to your old copy, which I did because I'm like, even though I never watched it this way... I feel bad not having it, you know, for options. Honestly, I didn't even know they still made 3D TVs. Like, I thought that was like the like a fucking zip drive. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, was it lasted bad. for like a week, and then they're like, eh, fuck this. Yeah, like, when yeah. I saw that, I, I was, was like, over. okay, well, I don't, like, it detected it. It was like, your TV's not detected for this. Do you still want to do it? And I'm like, no, I want to watch the other 3D version just to see if it's here. <laughs> I'm not really going to watch it. <laughs> and then it's like not there. I'm like, okay, well, that kind of sucks a little bit. I'm pretty sure you can just buy that single by itself, like, on Whatever, so like eBay, they're like go for like six bucks. That's not bad. And it they're like new, and they come with actual Jason Voorhees style right. 3D glasses, which is kind of cool. Oh, that's dope. That's so, awesome. Yeah, yeah you can look like really cool in public wearing those. So that's what I just <laughs> hung on to that for me. But that's not it's not a deal breaker. The box set is fantastic. But the other part of that is the Paramount releases, Freddy vs Jason and Friday the Thirteenth the 2009 one. Yeah, are literal repressings of the already released Blu-rays from several times before. So I actually got the disc out and compared them. I'm like, these are the same fucking things. Like, exact same things. They have the same special features on them. There's nothing new at all. It's just the same disc. They did for Goes to Hell do the first time on Blu-ray uncut uh, right. Jason Goes to Hell. So that was neat from So from, you get unrated and rated? Yeah. That's cool. But the rest of them are just like... I mean, that movie's dog shit, but that's poo-poo. cool. Uh, and then... Last up, before we get to this little list, I've got Into Darkness Part 2 is part two of that definitive 80s horror documentary. So I don't know if anybody's seen Part 1, but it's basically just a documentary about horror movies made in the 80s. It's The first one was like seven hours long. This one is nine hours. Uh, new faces, more unheard stories, many returning favorites. Sadly, I did not have the $100 to fuck around with last Halloween. Yeah. $100. To buy it, yeah. to own the physical copy. Oh, no shit? Yeah. Okay. What the digitals to- are much cheaper when they come out. Uh, let's hope. Find them on the Pirate Bay, probably. <laughs> That's where I was actually going. That's, that was, Pir- I was heading I would to say, that comment. Yeah. Is Pirate Bay still popping? Su- support this one. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just kidding, everybody. Support, <laughs> well, support your filmmakers, please. I have recently learned that yeah. people steal so much shit from Pirate Bay, they shut down shows. Um, such as Ash versus... The evil dead. Uh, that was a change in new guards, but still, it's fucking bullshit that we don't have new episodes of that. I also, agree. our podcast is on Pirate Bay. I might have uploaded it last <laughs> week. So you can rip off a free podcast. <laughs> Stick it to Big Here Comes the Spooky. <laughs> so, uh, when, where was the first time you saw this movie ever? So, oh. Nacho, so how about you? Uh, first time I saw Halloween, the original, uh, I was six years old. And, uh, no, I caught it on USA, and I'm like a little fucking idiot. Up all night? Uh, yeah, sure. USA, up all night. And uh, I was just like, why? No, I don't get it. Why is there so much time hopping? There's not. There's back in the day, and then the current timeline. 
I was a little idiot. Yeah, so... In uh, chronological order, actually. Right? Yes. So I watched Halloween 2 before I watched <laughs> Halloween 1, and... That was... You're good. Oh, that was frightening. All right. Yeah, so I watched it. There you go. Who's next? <laughs> uh, Gentle Ben, when was the first time you saw this? Oh, man. I don't know exactly how old I was. I had to be somewhere around like seven or eight years old. I saw it, and I remember it just absolutely scared the piss out of me. It was fucking terrifying. And I remember that was like, that was a pivotal movie because, and, and I've talked to these guys about this before. <laughs> I am not a horror movie guy. So like this, that, and I, I attribute the original Halloween to part of that. Cause I remember how much it scared the shit out of me. I'm like, dude, I don't want to feel like this all the time. I don't want to like <laughs> sleep with one eye open waiting for somebody with that fucking mask to walk in and <laughs> like beat my dad tight? to death or whatever. What? Oh, sleeping with one eye open, gripping your pillow tight. Yeah. Hey, thank you. Okay. Just on yeah. exit light. Yeah. <laughs> Is that like a song night. or something? I've, I feel like I've heard that. It, um, it's from Aloynia. You guys ever heard of him? <laughs> hey, this is my Ooh, turn what? to talk. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, we're back. We're back. Yeah, he drew the card, bro. <laughs> cut him off. I'll no, cut him off. Um, it's not so fucking gentle. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't watch. So, dude, I, had, I was probably seven or eight years old. And then I didn't watch it again until four days ago. And I rewatched it twice. And, uh, yeah, we'll go into that whole thing. But <laughs> a very different outlook when you watch it at fucking 32 years old versus seven or eight. I can say that much. So, Captain Trips, how about you, buddy? All right. I've got the conk. Um... First time I've watched it, about eight hours ago. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Today so was my favorite. Today was the day. Today was the day. So no, like him, I'm not big into horror movies. Although I have been upgrading my horizons these days, and it's not that they scare me per se. It's just that I've never had a great big interest in in horror movies. Uh, but then again, well, I'm just going to ask this: what? What to you defines a horror movie? Um, Bridget Jones's Diary 2. <laughs> that is an actual terrifying thing, but for different reasons. I, I don't know. It usually has a sticker on it from the rental store. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Or it's, or it's, or it's you like categorize that in Netflix. But that's not always the case Oof. because like Wreck-It Ralph 2 was under horror for a little bit for some reason. Like weird shit gets categorized yeah. in Netflix. Somebody there fucks up stuff. Dude, when the Babadook <laughs> showed up in the LBGTQ thing, that's one of the funniest shits ever. How does that even work? And now like the Babadook is a proud sponsor of the LBGT shit. So like there's like rainbow versions of the Babadook and shit. And that's fun. I guess we're all collectively drinking. Yeah, but what I don't to gay Babadook. <laughs> the gay Babadook. I don't know. I just anything that has uh, a that was fun. That the the intent of the movie is to scare you. Okay, that perfect because I mean I, I came in here with the idea of to me Jaws is one of the best horror movies. Jaws around. is a horror movie. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And people don't think of it that way. You're goddamn right. And <laughs> I think the reason they don't think of it that way. Is because it's it's an animal. It's an animal movie, and it could happen. And no, it really can't because I'm like creature flick kind of thing. That's yeah, me. yeah. But, but Jaws was built as a horror movie. Yeah, and, and ultimately, anything with the intent to scare you. And let's face it, the musical score, perfect. What Halloween or perfect. Jaws? Because they're both awesome, right? Yep. Exactly. And and the key point I feel of any good horror movie is the musical score, and so bring this forward to Halloween. I'm kind of ashamed that today was the first day I watched. This movie is a piece of art. Ultimately, this it, it's a great movie. And if I had watched it when I was much younger and a lot more impressionable, it would have scared the living shit out of me. As it is now, Dude with a Butcher Knife isn't that scary to me personally anymore. The restroom in Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> Scarier. That's not scary. Okay, so... 
Actually, Arby's, Arby's is like notoriously clean. Well, let me ask you this. So the, the restroom at a White Castle. Ooh. Oh, no. Well, there goes sleeping tonight. So, oh, yeah. I, I, can I, he, he said a restroom in Arby's. Can I digress yeah. from, from this for a moment? Yeah. All right. Scariest moment of my life. Shoot. In, in real world, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I'm taking a crap over at the Steak and Shake bathroom. What, Collinsville? Collinsville. I used oh, to clean it. One. I yeah. understand completely. One. Well, the, the worst was a part, piece of shit. They left it. Somebody pulled a knife on me at that steak and shake. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That's why it was so small. I mean, <laughs> huge, huge knife. So huge. it was so huge. Bigly. So the terrifying part wasn't that I was taking a crap in a steak and shake. It was the fact that this like eight year old kid crawled underneath no! the fucking door. Logan was doing that the other day. I had to, to stop him. And talk to me. Oh, and, no. And and thank God I already paid because I like, finished up. I fucking washed my hands because always wash your hands because if you take a poop, that is fucking disgusting. You should be ashamed of yourself. Don't be nasty. You're nasty, son. Before you so, wash your hands, you should have given him a fucking wet willy. Even better. <laughs> no. Ben, you nasty bastard. <laughs> you guys don't do that? Huh, I thought that was a that common thing. That tastes like relish. <laughs> nasty. <laughs> Maybe a dry willy. <laughs> dry willy indeed. <laughs> Hepatitis, Ben. <laughs> Scoop that shit in the toilet bowl, stick it in his mouth. Anyhow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So, anyhow, so... Bottle this washed egg. up, got out. I ran to the table. I go, we have to leave. We have to leave right now. And they're like, what? Why? We have to go. And so... This little kid saw my dick. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. And the, I want to live near schools. I just, just want to have that option. Yeah, we have to leave. And so, four people at that table, I made not pay. And we just dine and dashed. What, what fucking <laughs> Japanese horror movie did you relive in the fucking stall of Steak and Shape? The worst kind. <laughs> that's, so that's oh, that was fuck. a moment that could change my entire life, and I fucking bailed as fast as possible. So that was my personal horror movie right there. All right. Yeah, but there was there was no analog music to go with it. No, no five four time from John Carpenter. It was <laughs> it was just straight up panic. My heartbeat going. The cold flop of shit in your heart beating. Yeah, I feel like I feel like we should ask Cincy though because this has got to be one of your top movies of all time. Yes. So when's the first time you saw it? Well, this I've never seen an eight year old. Crawl under a stall. <laughs> the night is young. <laughs> the night is and you're young. so glamorous. It's from you haven't caught on yet. That's men in tights. <laughs> the night is young and you're so beautiful. It's yo, yo, man, I just watched that eight hours ago. Carrules and like his sword <laughs> I, is like the boner. It's been a hot minute. Oh, I fucking love it, dude. Moyle extraordinaire. He just snipped the tip. He's like, oh, I just got mine done yesterday. Would you grab me one, buddy? I will. Uh, a little, little Jacko. Some uh, brain time. Uh, so for me, so I, uh, I'll take that, sure. Do you, do you want something else? I can no, that'll, that'll work. What'd you call that? A booty torpedo? No, piscernator. <laughs> oh, piscernator. So you okay. pee in them when you're done, and then you throw them in the street. We used to not <laughs> we used to do that. <laughs> Nobody in this room in the CNC Fire Factory did that uh, on the main street it. of Collinsville <laughs> at uh, one, 607 West Main Street. At an, old, at an old hall monitor that may or may not have gone to the uh, <laughs> Collinsville High School. <clears throat> at witness relocation. <laughs> and his neck might have looked like beef jerky. So I saw this seven or eight years old. And I actually, I wasn't scared by this whatsoever movie was scared of me um i i just i fell in love with it i thought it was great this, is, this wasn't the first horror movie i ever uh saw um nightmare on street three parts of uh friday 13th part five 
I saw those first. Those scared the shit out of me. But when I saw this, I saw it in its entirety and on TV, and it just, it didn't bother me whatsoever. I thought it was just So did you think it was like, you just thought it was like a really cool movie? Like, Yeah, I was just kind of caught it. Uh, I had gotten a TV that year for Christmas. Fancy pants. So, like, I just caught it on, like, uh, Channel 11. I oh, remember nice. Channel 11 used to do yeah. the, those those matinees on Saturday and Sunday where they show like three or four movies. Man, that's that was like, awesome. That's those like, were the fucking days, dude, man. That's I hate to sound like an old guy, too. but Jesus, man, that on, was awesome. On a side note, I don't know if this ever happened to you as far as like the matinees went with Channel 11, but anytime I would think of a movie that I really kind of missed watching... It would show up! It would show every time. <laughs> yeah. Every yeah. time. I'm like, man, I miss Bill and Ted's most bogus journey. Boom! That week, I get that way. Like I would watch, I would watch the intro for like a cartoon. I'm like, and they would show like a clip of like an episode. I'm like, I hope it's that fucking episode. And then it would be, and I'm like, do I have powers? Is there anywhere you you can go to watch like the uh, Sunday morning cartoons or Saturday morning cartoons anymore? Um, I I looked for it the other day. Tubi has a bunch of them. Really? Yeah, Tubi has a bunch of them on there. I wonder if Pluto has something like that too. Pluto TV. Tubi's way better. Fuck Pluto. I know none of these. We're unofficially Uh, sponsored. Sir Sir, Pluto has the twenty four seven fucking MST3K channel, which is incredible. That's you. Are you drawing dick butt? You. Did you just draw a dick butt? I drew, uh, <laughs> I drew a dick I drew butt. Off we dick were butt. 25 minutes wow. in when we started the movie. All right. So, <clears throat> this is not uh, a video nasty. This is not on our Hello Nasty list. What I, does I make the Hello Nasty list? Uh, so, anything that's on the UK's Video Nasty, which is the DHCCP or, or whatever. Um, it's Get like a it, board boy. of people. Margaret Thatcher who, being a straight up UK cunt. Yeah. I can say it. Uh, say it with a K. It's, you can yeah. say cunt all day UK. with a K. You yeah. cunt? You cunt. Hey, buddy. I thought he was proud. <laughs> it's a hard cunt. <laughs> so, they had this list of 72 Ooh. movies that could not be sold or uh, distributed or viewed, or you would go to jail. You go to jail. You had to, had to cut it, had to edit it, and if you refused to edit it, just made this list, and uh, it was illegal to sell. And what, where was this for? Uh, uh, in The UK. Yeah, in the UK. And like, yeah, oh, Kingdom. wow, I didn't know there were Nazis in the UK. One dude... I know there's anarchy in Bedrock. I forget his name and what the movie was, but he refused to cut it, and he went to prison for 18 months over it. What? What a fucking yeah. stud. <clears throat> Yeah. So I'm treating you know what I'm gonna drink to that someday. Here's the thing Remember though, is like Here's, clang. we get to these movies of it like so every so often. Clang. And uh sometimes. Some of them are great, like Evil Dead's on there, the burning is on there. Uh and then it's like not so great movies. So like, you go to jail for even watching them? So most of them have been like it, so that list like that that law is still in effect now. It's never been like abolished, but most of them have either been uh re edited and released. And then, like a special feature, is the unedited version kind of thing. Like yeah. they they find ways to get, get around, around it. it. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Like but like it'd be movies that have been out for like thirty years. That like this came out in nineteen seventy three, but it didn't get unofficially released in the UK until two thousand. Like shit, like that. It's weird. Eventually, it'll turn into one of those like fucking stupid state laws that we have, like the ones you read about on the internet that are still around, but nobody actually enforces. Like, right. You, you right. can't ride a fucking turtle in the middle of the road at three a.m. with a cigarette in your mouth. Like shit, like that. Like, oh yeah, it's like some weird drug law where your like neighbor that. kills your fucking dog and then you can just shoot him in the face in his own home. Yeah, I have yeah. a can-do attitude. Okay, so. We so, call that dog law. This oh. is uh, directed by one John Carpenter. He's a uh, personal hero of ours. God Never heard right. of him. Oh. Now I know that you guys. Did you turn that off? Do you want me to fucking turn it off for you? It's fucking Marshall. Oh. Yeah, it ruins everything. And I Marshall. love Marshall. However, I can see that the button hasn't been turned off. I can clearly fucking see it. Now throw it. Just, just now throw it. Now throw it. Now throw it. Throw the phone. Throw the phone. 
All right. That wasn't. Oh, yeah. That wasn't. That was like an underhanded lob. That was not a throw. I don't want to break my screen. Don't touch it. It stays there. Leave it on I'm the floor. Not Armstrong, stop, dude. Stop Leave it on the pussy. Directed by John Carpenter. For you boys, might not be aware, John Carpenter has done a lot of movies that you may or may not have seen, definitely heard of. <gasps> uh, Assault on Precinct 13. Yeah. Uh, Big Trouble Little China. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ghost of Mars, <laughs> Prince of Darkness, The oh, Thing. Yeah, The yes. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Starman. Starman, absolutely. So, I mean, there's a ton of stuff. I love John Carpenter. Starman. The Fog, you know. I mean, this he's got his hand in a lot of stuff, but he's just, he's fantastic. He doesn't do just horror. Uh, they Live. Still kind of a horror they movie. They Live was really good. Yeah, that's a good movie. I haven't seen it. It's very. Oh, it's got Roddy, Roddy Piper in it. Oh, does it really? And Keith oh, David, it's fantastic. I, I've actually seen a lot of John Carpenter films, just not a lot of the Halloween films. Well, he, he only had much to do with the first one, a little bit to do with the second one. Well, I thought kind of part of the third one. I, I thought he like he he helped do the 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 casting and such. Like he was part of the production of the first three. He wrote. Yeah. He wrote two. Part and, part of two. He and, he did drunken rewrites with our good friend Budweiser. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Story of my life. Yep. All right, so let's go ahead and meet our casualties. Is really going to enjoy murder. Oh, that's not that button. Do you kids want to see a dead body? Where is this button? <laughs> I, I just remapped the buttons. Wait a minute. Trial by fire. <laughs> it's time to meet our casualties. Oh, my God. He's killing me. He's killing me. So yeah, so I we are using a new piece of equipment here in the CNC Far Factory, the Roadcaster, uh, provided to us by Gentle Ben, and I'm I'm getting used to the buttons, and uh, I just I remapped them all. You're doing great, man. and I forgot where they were. I'm so, I'm proud of you, buddy. It's okay, I only fucked up three times too. So, uh, so this actually go back and do the fucking intro again. No Not shit. Just. Take seventeen. Roaster. Roaster. So this is. Uh, not a, it's not a huge cast uh, here for sure, and uh, most of them didn't go on to do many, many things. But we do have a couple Jamie that are big. Two, uh, two, I think, have gone on to do some great stuff. Yes. So first up, we've got uh, Donald Pleasance, Donnie P. Donnie yes. Pleasance, right? Plays yes, Doctor right. Loomis uh, from the Halloween franchise, of yes, course, yes. right? Uh, he was also Ernestavo Blofeld in uh, You Only Live Twice, the James Bond film, which is Ooh. fantastic. I love that I heard movie. the alternate title was Respawn Lol. <laughs> <laughs> I love the song because I sing along with it every time it's on. And it's, you know, I, they, they always do the, the title of the James Bond movie, and it's You Only Live Twice. And I'm like doing the like fake backing. I was like, Twice is all you live, not once, not three, but two. <laughs> Moe, it's like, I'm not fucking watching this with you anymore because you just ruined the songs. You're um, on a plane doing it. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was in uh, THX 1138. Never saw it. Uh, the George Lucas, uh, for his first movie. I yeah. didn't see it. I think I've seen it, but the I'm the precursor sure to Star I was Wars. Fucked up. Yeah, it's about sound mm. systems. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just check. Sure. I don't know. Perfect. I, I heard Thomas Dolby's in it. Too. I'm an uncultured <laughs> swine. I don't know any of these. He was in uh, Phenomena. Phenomena. Um, with old big old boobies there. A fucking Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. Dude. That movie's bomb. Prince dude. of Darkness. Yeah. He's the president in Escape from New York. He's the president of my fucking life. And he's like he's a Doctor Loomis type character in Alone in the Dark. 
Yeah. Oh my god, dude, with the chick is grabbing her face, it's just like, now take three deep breaths or worms will escape from your stomach or some shit like that. <laughs> I like the intro of that movie where they're in the diner and he's like serving up. He's got that giant fucking butcher cleaver. That that yes. That's a good movie. That's we should do that at some point. And then uh Jamie Lee Curtis, who plays Laurie Strode. Yo, is that Tony Curtis's daughter? It is. Huh. It is Tony Curtis's daughter. And um her mom Jonathan Lee. Yeah. Who so it was in Psycho, right? Yes, correct, that's sir. correct. 100%. Look at the big brain on Brad. I have <laughs> moments. I have moments. I actually watched Psycho right after. Psycho's dope as fuck. Well, that's like I watched Slither and then I watched Psycho. So this was her first movie. And then from here, it kicked her off as like a career for a scream queen for a while. And it's weird to think that this was the first movie because you see the others. And you're like, some are good. Some are kind of stinkers as far as production quality goes. Like John Carpenter got a lot out of his budget here as, as opposed to, well, he was good. It's good in the fog. He was in the fog. That's another John Carpenter one. Where Tom but, Atkins totally fucks her. Yeah, that mustache was Tom Atkins. It's hard to look at. Well, let's. Like the the budget was what for this movie? Was it like three hundred thousand dollars? Yeah, which is nothing. I think the trick is like he just got bomb ass cameras to shoot with. Abs- absolutely, and I think well, the guy they got to fund it, he was spending three hundred thousand uh, dollars. Was it a week on production for whatever the hell he was working on? Yeah. Whatever movie that was. Dare I say that uh, our good friend. Of the show, Vincent DeSanti. Our best friend. Uh, uh, is uh, similar to John our, Carpenter our, by our being co-host. able to take a small budget and get such high quality out Stretch of his out of his out film. Of so Absolutely. Um, uh, she was in Prom Night with um, Leslie, Leslie Nielsen, Nielsen. Which is, it's, it's a fun movie, but it's like the quality of it versus this one. Even I, though it came out later, it's 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 poor. I go know? prom night too. Hello, Mary. Oh yeah, uh, Terror Train. That's a good one. Yeah. Then she was in Road Games. I've never seen that. I got to it. Then of course the Halloween franchise, Trading Places. Right. All right. A fish called Wanda. True Lies. I love True Lies. Yeah. I got yeah, I think out of that list, Trading Places is my favorite. Man, <laughs> Tra- Trading Places is absolutely my favorite Fucking of her. That's because you guys have never seen Virus with oh, your Swedish wow. meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> Hope to have with my rucksack. I mean, she's stacked though. Absolutely, yeah, for real. Stacked, and you get yeah. to see her movies in it. God Absolutely, damn right. I saw, I which saw... is weird to me because I mean, you see, you think horror movie, you're like, oh, there's going to be boobies, especially when it's made in the '80s and and, and it's like '70s, '80s it is horror stable. movies. Well, per there's Randy from Scream, that's why she never died because she was always the virgin. She went legit to show her tits. Yeah. I believe is what Randy said. That's right. Boom. She um, she did an interview. Actually, I watched it while I was going through this whole spiel, like rewatching Halloween, and I wanted to like. I don't know, get some behind the scenes takes on things, right? And this was like research. two this was like two years ago she did an interview and she had said that she after she did Halloween, because that was her first movie she ever did, which I did not know until yep. I started going through this, but um she had said on the interview that one of the biggest reasons that she started doing other movies was because she saw from her mom and dad going through the whole process and like knowing the people that they knew. She had gotten advice like don't pigeonhole yourself to horror movies because you will become that one dimensional actress. And that's the only roles you're ever going to be auditioned for. No one's going to take you seriously in other roles like fish called Wanda. You yeah. Know, fucking I love voice. fish called Wanda. It's a great, she, movie. great. She did great comedy. She did real serious roles. She shows up like on TV shows. Uh, I'm a big fan of NCIS. She's on for a couple, like a season as like a love interest, one of the main characters. And I just get fucking super excited when I see her. Cause I'm like, Oh yeah. Then she, she <laughs> even later on, like in 2015, 20, 16 she was on a show called scream queens yeah which it, was half good oh, kind yeah. of like an american horror story t- yeah. type of thing it, it was good yeah, absolutely she, she's an extremely dynamic actress she's capable of of 
everything from drama to comedy and to, to fear. I mean, she's done it all, and she does it with style and grace. And honestly, finesse as I, well. I would mm. also still like to bang her. She's old, <laughs> but still hot. See, you should watch the new, the Halloween uh, 2018, the new one, which is they bypass all the other sequels. Yeah, they right. Kind of they ignore it. It's just like this is the sequel of the original movie only, and she is no longer the victim, and she plays an entirely different role. Man, it's good. Uh, I was gonna say a fish called Juan. It's Ken, and he's coming to kill me. I love that movie, dude. Sorry, we got Nick Castle who plays the shape, or Michael Myers. Well, weren't there like four people that played? So Nick was the he was the main guy on set that day, kind of thing behind the mask when he got unmasked for a brief moment on camera i forget who i forget who played him it's like angela McFarlane. And, that. and then there was like a couple of like reshoots <laughs> because they john carpenter had to shoot new footage to make it long enough to fit on tv after they cut some gore out which isn't really gore but they cut some shit out like them smoking pot and stuff and they had to put it on tv so while he's shooting part two or while he was being shot, I should say, he wasn't directing it, um, they, he went back and filmed new scenes for Halloween, the first Halloween. Yeah, while well, they were shooting which, part two. Which is you like, you can it. see yeah. they look a little older, their clothes are a little different. Jamie's got yeah. a wig. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's why there are multiple Michael Myers, like everybody kind of played him sort of thing. It would have just been the two guys otherwise. Well, I mean. Because Nick Castle was not like, oh, I'm on set this day, like because he wasn't in the second one. So. Like I said, I did a little bit of research, not a whole lot, but even, uh, what was her name? Something Hill. Uh, Deborah. Deborah Hill, yeah. She technically even played Michael Myers at one point in time because she was the, the hands, hands of the, the kids because it, they bud. didn't have the kid on set. Yep. Look at the flex on this, dude. I know, right? He's Look knowing at the it. brains on Brad. Um, I wanted to come in loaded for bear for this, baby. All for you. PJ Souls, who... Totally. Right? Who played Linda and then later on disappeared for a while. PJ Souls, uh, we, which we kind of met her at Horrorhound because uh, she was next to Tom Tommy A. Oh, fuck we were there, so we yeah. kind of I, I was sort of like chit chatting at her while I was in line. You're like, why were you screaming, PJ? Show me your old tits. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I'm a big fan small, of, so of, of like, uh, the band junior. Local H, and they have a song. Oh, are you yes. fucking kidding? Called, I love Local H. They have a song called "Whatever Happened to PJ Souls," and. They wrote it in the late 90s, mid to late 90s, and then, like, it got to her, and then, like, she's, like, I think they contacted each other, because she's, like, I'm here, this is what I'm doing, because she was, like, not doing anything at the fucking time. Like, she's probably just being a mom, or whatever. Because she was, she, was she was in Carrie, she's yeah. in Stripes. Yeah. yeah. Later on, yeah. she was in Jawbreaker, which I, I like that Stripes movie. like, two weeks right. ago at the drive And then, of course, like, movie. later on, Devil's Rejects. Mm. Movie. So, but, like, so, okay. the whole time I'm watching this movie today, I'm, like, I know this bitch. Where is this bitch from? Uh, three girls walking up, and I was like, "Which one?" I mean, that's fucking Jamie Lee Curtis. She says, and "I'm like, no, no, not her. Everybody knows her. What? And not the other brunette, the blonde chick that's right next to her, the bubbly well, one. I don't know. And then, obviously, she's smarter than me, so she IMDb's things because I'm stupid. And uh, she's naming off. Oh, hey, she's in Carrie for this podcast. I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 Carrie, Carrie. But that's not what I know her from. She's got the huge MP role in Stripes, and I felt like I should beat my head against the wall because I should have I should have just latched onto that because it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Stripes is fucking Such awesome. Stripes is awesome. We saw that in Caddyshack at the drive-in like two mm, weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, man, it's so good. Yeah. So with BJ Souls, I'm like, oh. And then, you know, obviously, you get to see those boobies. That's Not right. Not mad about it. Oh, Not no. Not mad about it. 
We've also got uh, Nancy Keys, who plays Annie. And uh, Tom she, Atkins. She, so she was in Assault in Precinct 13. Was she? She's in The Fog. Oh, yeah. And she plays Tom Atkins' wife, bitch of a wife, in Halloween 3. <laughs> dude, she is a stick in the asshole. She sucks, <laughs> dude. She's like, oh, you bought these fucking... Okay, we talked about it on Halloween 3. Moving on. Uh, and then last up, uh, Charles uh, Cypher, who plays Sheriff Brackett. Sheriff tried to get his dick sucked. Uh, also in Assault on Precinct 13 and The Fog. He's a John Carpenter regular. No Escape doubt. from New York. Mm-hmm. Halloween 2. Uh, Death Wish 2. Um, Caught up on yes. that Laurie Strode dick. Uh, Man, he fucking one, loves it. Right? Nacho's personal favorite, Grizzly 2. <laughs> God damn. When, can we just get that fucking movie out there? I know, like, it's... What's the, what's the subtext? Grizzly 2, the what? The Gentle Ben. <laughs> no, it's, it's the concert, dude. I think, like... But it's got another George one, too. It's Clint. got, like, two fucking, like, names to it. It's weird. Uh, I know it's... Uh, I'm drawing blanks on that one, dude. It's also... Like, Get it all out. He's so also he's also I th- want to say the hitting coach in Major League, and he was in Loaded Weapon One. I the hitting love coach that movie. in Major League was he really? Yeah, he's in. He is in Major League. I don't remember his role like on the team. Yeah, but he's he wasn't not, a player. He's not the crusty old fuck, is he? No, he's. I want. Like I said, I want to think he's like the hitting coach or something like that in Major League. He's something. Yeah, to do with the team. But, uh, but anyway, and then of course, like I said, Loaded Weapon One, which is, uh, have you ever seen Loaded Weapon One? Everyone's seen Loaded Weapon yeah. One. Everybody in this room? I hope. I fucking hope so, yeah. man. Dude, that's, Thank a, you. that's okay. classic. All right, so released in 1978. Doesn't remember it. It's a uh, uh, very early year for, for you know, the, the horror movies hadn't busted into the mainstream until after this. This is the movie that kind of, kind of made the push. It was a springboard. You know, Psycho started it. This thing kind of took it from there. Uh, so the, 1978, you had Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Um, you had. Uh, I'll take anything. Else, uh, honestly, I'm trying to be coy about the it. The Omen Two, Jaws Two. Fuck yes, which dude. I love. Jaws, Jaws 2, Two is a great sequel. Thanks, Omen. Sure. I Everything know. like. Ah, oh, fucking love Jaws. Most people don't like Jaws, Jaws Two because like the well, whole most like people are fucking idiots. It's like the subplot. But what sucks is they cut a bunch out. The mayor like that got the part that got cut out was like an hour long. Like the mayor got in with the mafia mm-hmm. because they lost a bunch of money in, because of the first Jaws in shark races. So like they're like, well, let's get the fucking mafia involved. So like the mafia heavily invests in the town and they shake the mayor down. Like this is whole fucking extra like plot that they just cut out of the movie is dope because Sheriff Brody's wife is working with that dude or whatever. Yeah, and, yeah. We'll save that for the Jaws 2 podcast. Right, so <laughs> I've, I've never known any of that for Jaws 2. That's that's awesome. I guess one of my biggest beefs with any movie is when they cut out things that make a movie. It would have made it, it so much longer. And Jaws is still a Jaws 2 is a really good movie without it, but I would love to see it. How long there. is Jaws 2 like the actual release of the day? I don't know. It's not super long. I think it's like I want it's maybe probably an hour and 35, 38 minutes yeah, something like yeah. that. Standard runtime. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also came out with uh, I Spit on Your Grave, The Toolbox Murders, Ooh, Magic, which is... Uh, <laughs> oh, my God! I the, play that card game. The, oh, this, so this is Anthony Hopkins and an evil, fucking, an evil marionette puppet. His ventriloquist dummy. Yeah. <laughs> name, oh, oh, my God. What the fuck is it? It's Didn't like, they have a Goosebumps book about I've this? I've only seen that it one. once. It's such a weird it's movie. <laughs> and then fucking Burgess Meredith is in it. it. Who's that old bitch from a... freaky movie. Fucking a grumpy old man who's like, she's old, but she's still banging. Oh, oh uh, um, shit. Uh, Jane Seymour? 
No. Oh. No, she Because she's old, but she's still banging. I can't remember. Yeah. She might get I a know you don't down her throat. Anyway, moving on. Morgan Fairchild as well. Also, Magic. Magic. Gotta check it out. His dummy's name is like Buns or Buttons or. Buttons. I think it's Buttons, isn't it? I only saw it once. It's. Whatever, I checked my phone, but it's over there. <laughs> yeah, so, I'm going to start it. mixing this up with uh, Night of the Living Dummy. So uh, uh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. It's a movie. The original. Yeah, it's the, a movie. And then um, the House of the Dead. The OG House of the Dead, not the later uh, one. But I don't think I know that one. So how to watch, uh, of course, VHS, multiple Black, DVDs. Blackbusters releases a VHS. Uh, it got a few... Early Blu-rays, um, but the big one for sure to keep an eye out for is the Scream Factory Anchor Bay combo mm-hmm. that they originally did on a Blu-ray set, similar to how I got my Friday Thirteenth with oh. a ton of special features. You can get the TV cut version, which is edited but also has extra footage in it that yes. the old one didn't. The TV edition, and then um, you, you can actually get those separately, so that's kind of nice. Like it's not like oh I got to buy the box set for this; you can just buy them individually. Well, now. fun fun fact on that: I have the lower grade uh, Blu-ray box set, not your magnificent one, which goes for like thousands of dollars now. So hey, if you need, get this I'm keeping mine. Fuck <laughs> that. Uh, so on my disc, I you know it's the first disc. It's Halloween. It says disc one. I'm like cool. Where's disc two? I flip it over. It's Halloween two. I was like. Oh, <laughs> also, they just took the disc one right? of the set. It's like they could have at least done the courteous thing and just like sharpied it over a little bit. <laughs> they some bitches. All right, let's horse around with some maniacs. Is really going to enjoy murdering you? See, now I knew where the button was. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you pushed. There. Full disclosure. Trial before before I jump into this uh, script here, my normal um, kind of ritual is I watch the movie, then I watch it again and take notes. Problem with this was, I love this fucking movie. So, second watching and third watching while I started to take notes, I got so into the fucking movie that I just kept watching it. And then I was like, all right, so I am 30 minutes past where I left off of my notes. So, this is going to be good. I'll try it a fourth time. But again, the problem is I love this movie so much. You know how you've got those movies that you just put on in the background you can just fall asleep to? Like, yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've just fallen asleep to, like, any Star Wars or Star Trek. Not because they're boring, because I just, I'm so comfortable with that movie, I can just let it go. Right. Fourth time watching it, fell asleep. So, I took uh, what I did have and then combined it with the uh, fan wiki plot summary. So, credit to that website uh, for providing the majority of the script here because I just copy and paste I like it. how you sorted your sites or cited your sources man you know the professor can't even get mad at you <laughs> right? it's, he's got no his own plagiarism happening here right yeah it's just I, this is what I did because I'm like fuck it I can't I'm not doing it a fifth time and Somebody not getting sucked into it more English <laughs> so Halloween night 1963 Judith Myers is at home Spending an evening with her boyfriend. Let me fuck up your shit already. All right. All right. So in the intro, it's Halloween, and it's the the slow pan on the pumpkin. Oh, okay. So you want to talk the title? Supposedly. Oh, the I. You know what? Let me consult. Oh, weren't <laughs> oh, they going to do like a mask or something first? So this is supposed to be Michael Myers' face, oh, and that's that. supposed to be the knife. I brought my. Uh, it doesn't really. No. I guess kind of. I it's so a fucking reach, I, that's, that's yeah, my bad for not talking about it. But the, the, yeah, the correlation, the, 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 the t- like the, the opening credits and the pumpkin as it's getting zoomed in. I as again being such a fan of this movie, this is what I carve in my pumpkin every Halloween. Like the uh, combinations of what you can carve in your pumpkin are limitless, right? right. 
Every year I make that. It's a fucking classic. I make I make the Halloween pumpkin every fucking year. Oh, and I couldn't be more excited about are it. Limitless yeah. Unless you're in fucking his household. Cincinnati Jeff. No, it's my wife's. Like yeah. she gets really into it. Like my son last year, he did Mario and Luigi. Like she did like this really neat witch with like shading, and I like I did mine in five fucking minutes. And yeah. then, but I couldn't be more proud of mine. Oh, can we take? Pictures I was gonna do with my phone, but it's over there. We'll take pictures later. But we do it now. No, I well my phone's off. Otherwise, I would because oh. I'm not somebody that wants yeah. it to go off yeah. in the middle of a radio show. And then so have what do you have? You have the, the uh, yeah. is this like lob it? True professionals. This is a trick or treat. Right. No, I this fucking made this, man. I you made this, this? I got this shit at uh did, 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 did Michaels. It's those fucking Michaels. <laughs> Michaels. They're pure evil. Bring your coupons. <laughs> <laughs> that's their that's their fucking commercial. Michaels. They're pure evil. He had 20% the, off <laughs> on all decorations this he week. The, he had the darkest I'd buy shit Christmas from the devil section. for 20% off. Fuck <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. So I bought the yeah. stupid foam pumpkin. I carved it. and uh, It looks really good. Yeah, it's my Michael Myers prop. I uh, I'm gonna obviously touch it. took a little, mm, mm-hmm. you know, because I could get tired of holding it. So why didn't you use a real butcher's knife if it's your own prop? Yeah, people get a little dodgy when you wield a butcher's knife. Well, it's not like you're going to go into a grade school with it. You can't like go to like bars and like Halloween. That's where that's where he draws the line. You can't enter grade schools with cutlery. <laughs> that oh, yeah. stop me that is my rule. The guy with a mustache wielding a fucking butcher's knife. <laughs> fucking liberals. <laughs> All right, no, but it's not just a mustache. That's you a can't come in here with that sintaku. I don't know what you're going to be cutting up, kids or onions. Stay away. Look what I brought for show and tell. It's a seppuku. <laughs> all right. So, all right. Back to the movie. So, it is 1963. It is Halloween. Um, we've got Judith Myers mm-hmm. on the couch with her bow. And she, they're getting a little kind of hot and heavy. He's kind of, he's goofing around with this clown mask that he's, that I don't know where it came from. While they're, you know, they're being spied on by not only us. And the Kenny Rogers roaster crew, uh, but uh, right the first try, somebody man. is also out lurking outside the house <laughs> and kind of, kind of viewing as things go on. And you like this is great because this movie is not big on the jump scares. It's like like uh, Which Captain Tripp said, it's the it's the score, it's the music that really the sets. Sting. It's a build up. The it's a build up. Yeah. It, so it's you get that suspense, high pitched fucking thing, and then. Uh, the two go upstairs to do a little, you know, thrusting and busting, and whoever's outside like just kind of backs up for the window, and he goes and looks up, and then the light and the upstairs bedroom comes on, and you get hit with this like wall of sound, and it makes you jump. Nothing has jumped out at you. Nothing has scared you on screen. It's just the sound of just this fucking score. It's and it yeah. just already, I'm just like. This is this is right where I want to be. This is yeah, fucking it's a great. Cheap scare. John Carpenter's a fucking hag. Yeah. <laughs> but I, but I mean, he's using an unusual score, a five four set, and it's it's meant to take you off your normal, you know, mental travel. You know, and he does such a good job of it, such a great placement of it that. You're just unprepared. It's so simple yet so terrifying. It Absolutely. really is. It like, is. He doesn't do anything that's just outstandingly fucking, you know, musically it's amazing. Methodical. It's yeah, it's it's methodical. Yeah, the the, the uh, Kubrick's The Shining does a similar yeah. kind of deal with their score and yeah. that's what terrifies me about that movie. What like, was, was it uh 2001 a Space Odyssey where it just shows overture, the word overture for like the first 10 minutes of uh-huh. the fucking movie and it's just that really like piercing He's big into his music, music too. Yeah, he like man, he fucking throws you off. But Carpenter at least creates his own. 
Absolutely. As we're like 2001 Space yeah. Odyssey, they definitely heavily borrowed. And then uh, I think the, the score is original for The Shining. I'm not, I couldn't say 100%. But. No, nah, it's like some old orchestrated shit. Not, not to be a dick. So um, this person who is then uh, kind of spying on everybody then enters the house. And as he does so, we uh, obviously get the sensation that it's somebody who belongs there. Because the boyfriend then, who, you know, is uh, the two-buck Chuck fucking... Nut. Right? Just fucking... He's on his way out. <laughs> fully first, dressed. Like, did you not see that girl's boobs? Yes. Yeah. I'd be done and he's in a like, minute and six seconds. I'll call you time. later. I got shit to do. Bye. Uh, fun fact, Judith is a Playboy model. Mm. Nice. Ooh. Well, I can tell you this. You give me 40 seconds, I'll give you 40 seconds of cuddling after yeah. that. Like, I was going to say, like, will, what are you going to do with the other 38 nut. seconds? Yeah, I, will, I will play nut. <laughs> I'll give you a fucking. I'll, I'll just walk up, oh, and then cuddle for forty and leave. So you know, I, I got to go rinse off. Over. When this is all going on, um, you know, to spoil it for you, it's Michael. It's Michael Myers. So he enters well, the house, no, grabs himself it. a butcher knife uh, out of a drawer, and then you know the Which boyfriend leaves. Forearm. He makes huge. his way upstairs. Um, he finds the discarded clown mask, which I, looks like it belongs to a costume that he's wearing that the boyfriend was dicking around with earlier. Rude. Picks it up, puts it on, heads into Judas's bedroom. Five minutes, 37 seconds into this movie, we, we have, have boobies! Hooray hey for boobies! I love the Bloodhound gang. We're adults. Fantastic boobies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Fuck it. Yeah. Like, I saw oh, that, and I, I just applauded. And Stupendous then at me. nipple placement. Awful. Absolutely. Stupendous I thought I was going to get murdered today. So, Judith is getting ready nakedly at the mirror, brushing her hair, because I think that's just what girls do. Hey, you got them. You'd be staring at right? your tits all day, too. Yeah. I mean, lady tits. Sorry, guys. So, Pretty Michael sure then begins to stab her repeatedly. Like, a fuck to, like, 50 yes. times. Like, yeah. This is the only thing that I never really made sense to me in the movie, and I get why they did it. But Michael, as he's doing it, looks away to his stabbing hand. It's really weird. Like That's... he's like, and it looks like he's jacking off, and then goes back to him stabbing his sister. Like, God, damn. I guess it's so that you can see the blade because you don't ever see it enter her. So like, it was it was supposed to give that sort of impression. But it's very awkward because I thought about. It, I'm like, if I'm stabbing somebody. I'm not looking off. Here, I'm fucking watching it go Keep in. Doing that motion. Well, buddy. I mean, so <laughs> if I'm stabbing somebody, <laughs> I'm stabbing. Oh my god, yeah, Captain's laugh. Oh, oh baby. <laughs> so, well, the, the point there is. Give me that trips. So, American Psycho, <laughs> when the. No, know, we're watching Halloween. We watched Halloween. Oh, right, right, right. When Christian Bale's looking in the mirror and, and just watching him rail a chick. I used to do it, that, It's, it's kind of the same. It's like self-masturbatory. It's, it's, it's a mental thing that, that says, that yeah, look at this. No. This shit's happening. I'm I did good that, at this. I did that one time yeah. where I, I pulled the Christian Bale. I was, I was behind a girl. <laughs> fucking looked. And I've got no fucking muscles, but I flexed anyway. <laughs> just like in that scene. Started to laugh. Got back into my fucking business. She finished laughing. it. Then watched the movie. I was like, now I kind of want to watch the fucking movie. And on the way out the door, so, I dropped the fucking chainsaw on her. One thing that I've learned about having sex, it's not okay for me to laugh. It's okay for them to laugh. Because I'm still going to have sex. And they but do. And they it's, do. It's just not okay for me to laugh. All right, so. I get hit. It's Michael awful. stabbing his sister. We got I'd the boobies. Stab her sister. Falls to yeah. the floor out of the chair. She dies. Death oh. number one. I got nothing for that. Okay. You lazy piece of shit. Well, I just want to say this is what happens when you wear another man's rubber. God <laughs> damn it. Oh, that is good. This I, Sam Adams Jacko is fucking right? great. Isn't it? Jacko. Yeah. Jack Oaf. 
so I do have a little bit about this. So real talk, I think Captain Damn, Nut Too Quick fucking, you know, slid Mike uh, a $5 bill. Do we get his name? No. Uh, <laughs> Plot twist, it's Loomis. <laughs> I, I, came, I came six times. Wow. Penetrated wow. <laughs> your sister, penetrated you. <laughs> so I think uh, I'll call him In Buster. <laughs> Not Buster. Was part of the cult of Thorn and like slid Micah 5 to go take care of his uh, looming child. He's like, hey, look, I accidentally nutted in your sister. Balls I deep. don't have a steady job. Can you take care of that for me? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I left you the coat hanger. Mike grabbed the fucking butcher knife and then just got right. two carries. Like, well, you I mean, pushed her down the stairs, well, but yeah. you didn't have to stab her fucking 17 times. <laughs> no, but either way, job it's done. It's cheaper. <laughs> it's cheaper that way. It's cheaper that way. And, you know, let's face it. Not the only one that used a coat hanger. <laughs> wow, for once the podcast got a little quiet. Huh. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> well if you... Uh, We'll fast forward later to that statement. That's for our we Patreon listeners. We are we are fifty five minutes into this episode, and, and we, we are only <laughs> six minutes into the fucking movie. Whoops. Uh, so Michael then walks out of the room, down to the stairs, out of the house, where a shocked mom and dad, Mister and Missus Myers, are arriving home from some sort of dinner, finding their son holding a bloody butcher knife in his hand. Uh, then Dad takes the mask off, which reveals just this fucking like doll's eyes, fucking and Jaws face, freeze frame. Because they hold on that shit for like they twenty do. seconds. Freeze yeah. frame. The, the linger. Freeze frame. <laughs> I'm over here watching these guys across the table and they're both their arms shrub over their heads and I'm just like, oh, we what is ready. happening? Is we there a panic? Ready. Ben was holding back a, like, uh, a burp and Nachos, Nachos just, raises his like hand I was, I was, I was like he ready. doesn't have his own podcast was, and he's like, hey. And then if hey. I don't get to like let him talk because I will just talk over him, he'll like point to it like I don't fucking see it. <laughs> like we're not the only two people in the CNC Far Factory. I actually listened to a couple of the podcasts, you know, despite the fact that other people might not believe me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Go on. And uh, yeah. And truth be told, you kind of have to talk over him because eventually he's just gonna. Oh, I, I have to have one hand on the wheel at all times. Oh, yeah. yeah. But on the upside, he's not better. to the point where you you need to be steering yet. Yeah. We did yeah. an episode last weekend with Pumpkinhead. I took both hands off the wheel and then I just deleted it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. no. It was consensus. No one was in charge <laughs> of that episode. You know what? <laughs> took the wheel and fucking. <laughs> It was an amazing episode. Bruce the Ghost came in and fucking ectoplasm all over the keyboard, and so shit the bed. We don't got an episode. Maybe we'll do it. Later. Maybe it'll be a Patreon thing. Let me see Patreon. But it just—it makes me laugh because yeah. It's back to the movie. Sorry, sorry. Uh, so fifteen years later now. All right, we are in 1978. It's raining as Doctor Sam Loomis and Nurse Marion Chambers. Drive to the Smiths Grove Sanitarium. They are going to be in charge of transferring the Dana Carvey. 21 year old <laughs> Mike Myers oh, my to man. the SNL well, studio. My notes, my notes are dog shit. <laughs> Michael Myers uh, to the Hardin County Courthouse so that he can stand trial for his crimes now that he is an adult. So he has been incarcerated since he was a small boy. I fucking from, hate from this scene when, so much. When I he was six it. years old, yes. So 15 years, so he's what, 21? And now? this scene is great because it's fucking, it's raining hard. It's super. Super dark. So when they shoot, like when they shoot in the car, you've got lighting. But when they shoot outside the car, like you can, I don't even know how they fucking saw the road. The the scene is very well done. I just hate the scene because you get the first glimpse of how fucking dumb Doctor Loomis is, and it really just fucking pisses me off so much. Because how can somebody be so fucking stupid? It's not just Doctor Loomis. It's the nurse right next to him. She's like, "Do they let them run, bitch? It's like eleven o'clock midnight, and it's raining. There's a storm out." 
mental patients are walking around like fucking children in a fucking field. Like, what the fuck is happening? Well, so before we before we get to that, like Loomis is having this argument with with the nurse because she's like, "What are you gonna do?" Like to kind of sedate him, he's like fucking Thorazine. Thorazine out yeah. the ass. Put his he's ass like, down. Uh, is he gonna be able to stand up? He's like, I don't give a fuck. That's this guy is dangerous. Yeah, yeah just evil, let him sit down yeah. and make sure that that's all he can do is sit. Loomis down. is just like straight. Like this guy's a fucking psychopath. We need to fucking keep him incarcerated right. at all times. Right. That's when they arrive at the sanitarium and they. It's it's such a good scene because they pull up and it's like you can kind of see it off in the distance and then you realize these are motherfucking like free range loonies. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Feed the chickens. Feed the chickens. Yeah, these are these. The <laughs> inmates have escaped, and then like fucking nurse chambers is like they let them walk around. Yes, bitch, in the fucking rain, yeah. where anybody fucking, can get a cold in the rain <laughs> at midnight yeah. in Illinois around they October. Fucking let them walk where it's around. Like Forty degrees. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that happens all the fucking they time. They gotta get their exercise. Loomis is kind of more on the ball in this scene because he's like. Uh, something's wrong. Pull the fucking car over. He goes to check with the gate, and at the same time, he's checking his ATM. He's doing his fucking. Get look at this fucking NFL linebacker who just fucking like Wolverines over the goddamn. One of the only jump scares in the whole movie <laughs> that scared the shit out. Quite literally, literally. Yeah. Yeah. Quite he literally yeah. just hops over the fucking back yeah, of the, of the uh, station wagon. Scare. Lands on top. Well played. While the nurse, Mary Chambers, is inside the car alone. Loomis is, Loomis is at the gate checking on shit. While she's playing pinball with the fucking car, he's just fucking trying to get disregarding in. it. He's just like looking around. Then as soon as Michael takes off with the fucking car, he's well, like, oh, what happened? I'm, I'm sure happened, there's like Loomis? a gate guard somewhere because you got to get through a gate. So yeah. he's probably looking for him. But on the flip side, I just want to ask you, what idiot? Rolls down a window knowing full well there's psychopaths all around her. There were signs. The same, the, the same idiot that asked why they're, if they let the mental patients out at midnight to Touché. fucking walk around in robes. Well, then she rolls <laughs> it back PhD up. And at stupid. Least. No, she didn't roll it back up. She just, she got fucking almost choked out by the dude. Well, yeah, so that's right. No, she doesn't roll then, back up because then he breaks the other window. Yeah, she, yeah, she falls back is. to the passenger side. Yeah, and this, this scene, it... Always made me uncomfortable because, I mean, the way he smashes the window, right? He Michael reaches over the fucking top of the car and smashes the window to Palms break it. it. Yeah. And he, yeah, he hits it with his palm. Not his fist, not the side of his fist. No, he doesn't. He hits it with his fucking palm. There's a fucking there's, monkey wrench. Yeah, there's a wrench. Hand, yeah. See, and, and you can see well, it because it's, it's a That's a what I'm getting to. Sorry, these, no, these newer versions, these, like, these high defs, these redones, the you can see it now. But when I was yeah. a kid, I was like... There's a fucking artery there. That's a bold, that's a ballsy move, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> You're stepping it up to a new game there, son. Yeah. Well, thank yeah. God there was a nurse in the car. But, no, so in my... <laughs> in my... <laughs> uh, in a, my that, that is a non-medical PhD, sir. Right? The first time I saw the Blu-ray, which, you know, years ago when it came out, I was like, oh, I can see the fucking wrench. I can actually see how he smashed right, yeah. it. Yeah, there's like a weird dark mark yeah. right in the middle of his hand. It's and I'm watching mark. that, and I'm like, what the hell is that? So I had to look it up. Because, well, one, I just thought, oh, that's a that's a dumb move. Because everybody was and saying, like, I was like, I've never possible? seen it. And it's a dude with a monkey wrench that breaks an actual thing of glass over a chick's head. Yeah. That is a terrible plan. That's, yeah. Who's your but, fucking stunt coordinator? <laughs> random dude from the fucking... It's Dr. Like, Loomis. You go to the quick trip and you're like, hey, uh, can I borrow you for five seconds? I need your take on this. What you want to do here is you want to hit the window with so, a wrench in your... Mikey obviously busts out the window, fucking jumps in the car, GTA nurse chambers is like, I'm out of here, and then he just fucking takes off. Yeah. 
Having been incarcerated his entire life, he's uh, he's he's driving okay, right? Yeah. Somebody he, he doesn't, you know, yeah. he doesn't squeal. He doesn't. It's just fucking gone straight. So fast I forward now. In a ditch today. Yeah, so fast forward. Loomis calls the cops. Oh wait, no, he doesn't because <laughs> he's a fucking moron. Well, no, he like, does call the cops, dude. He he meets up with the fucking cops later on, and they and they even bring it up with them. They're like, well, why didn't you call the cops? He, I'm, I'm skipping ahead. Here. He, he tells I'm he tells a supervisor in the next scene that. They, they cater to him. I didn't want to alert the police like, officer. I was talking to your office, yeah. your department. Uh, so fast forward now. It's the next day. It is Halloween uh, in the town of Haddonville, Illinois, where Lori Strode takes off from her house and begins her walk to school. Uh, her father, who's a realtor, asks her to drop a key off at the Myers house. And along the way, she picks up a young Tommy Doyle, whom Lori frequently babysits. Man, he ain't Paul Rudd. <laughs> he don't eat, man. They talk about how she's got plans to Part babysit K. him later that night. As Tommy no launches into a barrage of questions about the Myers house and, you know, like say, this is the spook house, which is a little racist. Ooh. But hey, she's, <laughs> she's, you know, she's like, it's cool, Tommy. Uh, she's like, no, Lonnie Ingalls said that this is fucking people Yo, die Lonnie here. Lonnie Ingalls is a fucking dipshit. <laughs> it's like, Lonnie Ingalls ain't gonna make out of sixth grade. <laughs> Lonnie Ingalls finds deep. Mike Myers. Just just cut him deep. I bet you Lonnie Ingalls kid's gonna be a dipshit, too. <laughs> She goes up, drops the key off. But, and this is again, this is your second kind of like musical scare. Michael appears from the inside of the house. We get a camera view inside the house, and Michael's head. Just, just the back of his head, the side of, not even the full head, just part of it, Ooh. appears in the door, which is slightly covered by old curtains, and is just staring at fucking Lori. And you get that, fucking, yeah. and it, it scares you. It's just like, damn, that is good. It's not like, he's not scaring me. It's the fucking music that got it. If yeah. he just popped up out of nowhere, I'd have been fine. But fucking Carpenter, thank you. He nailed the unsettling feeling throughout the entire movie where you just, it's not, you're, it's not, you're, you're not scared of fucking jump scares. Yeah. You're scared of the unknown, I guess, because you just never know where he's going to be. You never know what he's going to be doing other than driving a car and staring at children walking down the road, <laughs> which is fucking one of the most hilarious parts of the movie to me. Watching Michael Myers driving around in a state penitentiary car just staring at people. <laughs> no one thinks this is weird. You guys ever tried to drive with a mask on? It's not fucking safe. Dude. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I guess this is like his day to live, so he's like, fuck it, I can be in the car. <laughs> YOLO! <laughs> hey, yeah. Michael Myers, the originator of a YOLO. Carpe I don't deal. think Michael Myers is worried about safety precautions <laughs> behind the wheel. Is this airbag friendly in here? Um, so, um, Lit, now we've fast, are we, we time travel now. We move over to the Smith's Grove Sanitarium during the day, though. And Loomis is arguing with the hospital administrator, and he blames him for allowing someone like Michael Yo, to escape. Do- that's Dr. Wen. Yeah, it is. It is. Terrence Wynn. Mm-hmm. Wynn doesn't understand how he could have orchestrated such a breakout sighting that he doesn't even know how to drive a car. And then this these, this scene, two parts, and this is the first time I actually caught this. Uh, this part I knew about, right? Loomis fucking comes back. He's like, well, he was doing very well last night. Somebody must have been giving him lessons. <laughs> yeah, they, they, and then they as Loomis yeah. is yelling at fucking Dr. Wynn, he gets in his car and as he pulls out, and I never caught this before, fucking Loomis 
Parked in a handicapped spot. spot. <laughs> Parked in a handicapped spot. What a dick. <laughs> There's just like some dude in a wheelchair in the background like, you fucking dick. I don't have the time to hear to your bullshit rules. I'm on the fucking hunt for a killer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this guy who's only murdered one person in his entire life, but I firmly believe is the most a dangerous human being alive. A ramp pulls up. They're like, really? Oh, it's fucking <laughs> Dr. Loomis, you asshole. And Loomis <laughs> hits him on the way out. Yeah. It's the Backs crew. right into the car. It's the crew from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And like Franklin's like, well, I guess we'll have to park somewhere else. Good thing I brought my flashlight. <laughs> parked in a handicap spot. What the fuck? Dude? Yeah, dude, I never caught it before. And I just He's the biggest like, turd in any an fucking horror movie. Loomis probably well, I mean, smells like cabbage. And I love Doctor Loomis. I love him. I love that he's a dick. Well, this okay. is what happens when you're like the third string choice. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, and uh, dude, real quick, I gotta throw it in there because I know I'm giving, a little, I'm throwing a lot of shade at Loomis throughout this whole podcast, right? Because I think he's hilariously stupid. But well, the the thing that I, but I love. Love fucking love Donald Pleasance as Loomis. Like he nails the part. I think he the, does. Part, the part is played as it should be, right? I, I don't think it was like Donald Pleasance not playing the part right. I think it was just like he's supposed to be kind of this I don't know, just this cryptic, weird, off the wall kind of doctor that doesn't really have any control over the situation. I think that's kind of the whole idea, but, right? But, but he's also the only one with an entire clue what the depths of this this right. thing, which he tries to doesn't even not call it, you know, male, <laughs> female. He tries to call it an it. He, he uses an unsubjective pronoun. Not because, just you had a thought? Oh, I, I'm going to tell what you guys are yeah. saying. So he's like, this, this non-human entity that is pure evil needs to be stopped, needs to be put down, needs to be captured, and he needs to be incarcerated, and he knows this. And he's the only one that's cut in and that... Yeah wholeheartedly believes that this thing should not be in existence. Right. And I just wanted to give credit where credit's due. I think Pleasant said a great job. That was my whole point. He did. No, he did. It, it's he did. a phenomenal job. He, he played that to a T. I was going to say, if you took Donald Pleasance and like, it's he's British. He could say genuinely anything. You're just like, fuck yeah, dude, I agree. If you take some bumpkin ass fucking chud and have him say the lines like, are you six years old? Kind of, he'd be like, get this fucking clown out of here. <laughs> but it's Dr. Loomis and his right? fine ass yeah. British accent. I'm sorry. Go ahead, continue. So now at the Haddonfield elementary school, um, we get uh, Tommy Doyle, who's leaving school for the day for Halloween, carrying this massive pumpkin as he starts to get antagonized by some bullies, but chanting what the boogeyman's going to get him. One of them's Lonnie Ingalls. Yeah. Fucking piece of shit. Sixth graders. Tall. He's got gap teeth. His mom had sex with Mr. Ed. He's got a fucking mustache. <laughs> Fuck Lonnie. Mustache. And his fucking orthodontist bills. And his fucking stupid ass But they kids. fucking trip him. This pisses me off because if this, I, as a dad, when I was a kid, I saw this, I'm like, these are shitheads. As a dad, if somebody fucking, because Lonnie trips him, Tommy falls and smashes the pumpkin he's carrying. This massive pumpkin. And Billy Corgan got a boner. And <laughs> he's like, that's what I'm calling the band. <laughs> Tommy fucking walks up so upset. As a dad, if that would have my kid, my fucking kid probably cry. I'd beat some ass. Be like I'd be like in, in Step Brothers where they beat the fuck out of all those kids. Like when the fucking police report came out, like you know, two days later, they'd be like, Michael killed three babysitters <laughs> and Lonnie Ingalls. Yeah, I was fucked. Up. Are you sure he that everybody else was stabbed? This kid was drowned. No, I saw it. Yeah. Saw it. <laughs> See, I, I like the cut of your jib where you're coming from, but 
as a guy who was a janitor for a while, fucking Tommy leaves that goddamn pumpkin there. <laughs> fucking Dude, who, he does. Who, 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 American schools, right? Kids are getting bullied and the teachers see it, but they're like, who's going to clean up that fucking mess? So, <laughs> this is why Pony keeps going on, you piece of shit. All right, so Julio, it's fucking Friday, dude. Like, he's getting ready to clock out. He's like, oh, what an I'm going to go home and Why is he Dominican? You're Dominican on these nuts. Okay, some, some Spaniard. That, that didn't what? even make sense. You're Dominican on these nuts? No, no. Like how? Dominican Demic- me crazy. All right, it's yeah, There you go. Like it was Jamaican, oh that would God. make not Dominican. Just back over my head right now. Fuck. No, somebody's got to clean that pumpkin up. He's trying to get I'm the fuck out of keys your asshole right now. And at now. the same time, the bullies run off, and they run directly into Michael Myers, who has, I guess, been kind of tailing Tommy this whole time. Yeah, it's not subtle. It's like, who's that fucking right. creep in the mask? What? I don't see anything so and then here's where my notes and, and the and the wiki started to merge um and it's i have 73 miles outside of haddonfield loomis pulls his bmw off to the side of the road and i was like damn i took some good notes and i'm like wait a minute i don't fucking know that it's 73 miles who the fuck did the fucking geography on this did, did it say well, i thought it said in the movie did it not say in the movie that it was like 73 miles from Haddonfield? Uh, in the novel it did yeah, yeah. it's yeah. in the novel which came out i think prior to the movie who right? fucking reads books you fucking nerds <laughs> No. This is just—it made me laugh because I'm like, that's not me. This yeah. is this is wiki guy or girl. Oh, on a side note, isn't Haddonfield uh, fictitious? It Illinois is. Town? It's yeah. in New Jersey, but it's not from Illinois. Well, that that was because Hill was from New Jersey. Save right? it for the trivia, dog. Yep. So then he, yeah, we got the trivia. Dude. I, oh, sorry. So he my, pulls off. Bad. He finds a payphone. Right? Yeah. A phone booth, mind you. A non-time traveling yeah, phone booth. I was booth just going to say, Rufus shows up. He's like, Louis, you need to come with me. Whoa. Rufus shows up. He's like, this is not the Circle K. Didn't they race? Peace. They race. Don't the De- say these seven words. I'm out of here. <laughs> Did they race the DeLorean with the fucking time booth? And anyway. Uh, so he calls Sheriff Lee Brackett in Haddonfield. <laughs> and he warns him about Michael Myers and then he might be coming to Haddonfield. Listen, hangs up and he inspects a nearby truck who yes. Ooh, is uh, not parked but very much crashed on the side of the road. And it's DUI. Parked. He notices that uh, there is these uh, discarded hospital gowns. He yes. recognizes the matchbook that the nurse had from inside I the chain smoking nurse chambers what had was, from fucking inside what the. What was on that? Because it kind of sounded like a slutty type. Rabbit in red. Yeah, uh, yeah. Blue. That sounds like a dirty kind of... Well, according to Rob Zombie, it's where his fucking stripper wife yeah. works, so surprise. This I, I want to jump in real quick. So perfect. the mechanic who's dead out in the... What's what I was going to get to? So the, yeah. the camera then pans to the bushes nearby the truck, which Loomis does not see. We have our doesn't. second dead body of in the movie. Just <laughs> lying dead, only a few feet away from him. By the way, I thought um, kind of looked like Freddie Mercury a little bit. A little bit? Well, yeah. see, Freddie... He, this guy would have to sleep with a phone book in his mouth for a couple nights to get that overbite uh, that Freddy is... Uh, Jesus Christ. But the mustache was on, right? But a talented guy. Yeah, but come on, the dude. mustache was guy on. Guy had a fucking overbite. Like, again, like he fucking slept with a phone a book in his shoppers, mouth. Dude. <laughs> all right. And if for anyone who's listening out there, a phone book is something that used to come for free in the mail that just had all the phone numbers for all local people in your area. The new phone books are here. <laughs> the new phone books are here. I d- Every time they used to show up, I would do that. My wife's like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Mrs. Cincinnati's like, 
So the new phone books are here, and I'm just outside. The new phone books are here. I'm somebody. Every time, dude. It doesn't matter where I fucking live. Every time, I'm fucking right, shouting right. with the new Let's phone books. Let's rain it back in. Let's rain it back in. Not so bad. Michael Myers kills the first person he sees and steals his getup. It was a mechanic. Yes. What if it was a fucking rodeo clown? And he has to look like that the rest of the movie? <laughs> well, that's fine, because he looked like that at the yeah, beginning of the movie. Yeah, he looked like the clown at the beginning of the movie, so he's all right with it. I will fuck my mouth like I'm pretty today. So now, later that afternoon, right, we're back in Haddonfield. School's out. Lori meets up with her friends, Linda Van Der Klock, right, old fucking bubbly-ass <laughs> fucking Pete Diesel, and Annie Brackett. Linda complains that the uh, new cheer she has to learn is a fucking pain in the ass, while Annie huffs about her boyfriend, Paul, dragged her into the boys' locker room. El Jerko. You know, right? So as they walk home, uh, Lori stops as she realizes she forgot her chemistry book, and they're just, like, making fucking fun of her. As a car slowly drives by, and Annie shouts out, Hey, jerk! Speed kills! And it's the fucking Smith's Grove fucking, you know, car that fucking Mikey stole, and, like, he fucking slams on the brakes, and, like... This is just in my head, his internal monologue. He's like, I'm going to slit that bitch's throat later. I'm going to kill this bitch. In my mind, he's saying like, what the fuck did you just say to me? You fucking stupid bitch. I was just going to kill Lori, but you're dying too. <laughs> I love how the music like gets up-tempo too. A little bit like, ooh, ooh a little yeah. sweaty well, here. I, I think it got up-tempo because like everybody that ever has to deal with bullshit, they're like, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill this bitch. Yeah, maybe don't poke. What does Laurie Strode say yeah. to her right after this? She's like, Your mouth is gonna get you in trouble yeah. today, or some shit like that. I don't remember. Some what it guy was. in a mask is gonna kill you tonight yeah. for being a stupid bitch. Yeah. That's, that's a smart thing <laughs> to <laughs> fucking oh, scream okay. at a guy in a mask driving around in a state penitentiary car. Yeah. Let's fuck with him a little bit. Yeah. Ooh, roll the dice on this. Then he just fucking drives off and they continue on like nothing's fucking happened about their plans. Lori says how she is babysitting Tommy while Annie is babysitting the girl next door, Lindsay Wallace who's three doors down. Linda, however, has a date with her boyfriend, Bob. They continue to walk and talk when suddenly, um, you know, PJ Souls takes off, and Lori sees Michael, this fucking, like, moving through the mist fucking dude. Uh, he's standing behind, like, on the edge of, like, this hedgerow fucking Rubbery. bush. Not subtle. Rubbery. She's disturbed because he's a fucking full-on frontal mask, and you know, in his, in his mechanic Ooh. suit. <laughs> hey, hey, and then Everything's covered. Everything's covered. And then he just kind of disappears again, it's right? Neck. So Annie is like, what's going on? I didn't see that guy, so she fucking runs up to the bushes. She's like, Lori, he wants to talk to you. He wants to take you on a date. Bennett Tramer? Nah, just then fucking just Lori kidding. fucking hustles over there, and then Annie's like, "Poor Lori, scared another one away." So the fucking camera comes around, and nobody's fucking there. And Annie, Annie gives real good shit. Like she's, she's, she's a jerk. I can't say that she's kind. a good actress. She's but got great side boobs. She's fucking solid for fucking Cacao. giving bullshit. She's fucking. She's good at Snarky it. Snarky as fuck. <laughs> right? So they they each go fucking go to their respective homes. Lori is now still on edge for what the you know what she thinks she saw. So as she's upstairs in her house, she looks out the window and she believes that she fucking sees Michael again through the upstairs window, like hanging out by the laundry, just fucking smelling it. Just like this is cheer or gain. Like this is <laughs> this is really good. You guys, you downy soft. This is nice here. I like this. No, as it turns out, everyone used Tide. <laughs> Did you not see that? Everyone uses Tide. <laughs> in the blink of an eye, he disappears again as the phone starts to ring in Lori's room. She goes to answer it, and uh, all she can hear is like this breathing. So she hangs up. So, startled, the phone rings again, and this time it's Annie, and she's like, why did you fucking hang up on me? 
she's like, well, actually, what I heard was this weird noise, this breathing. She's like, it was me chewing food. I had a fucking mouthful. It's like, well, why did you call me? Hey, buddy, yeah. when I call you, uh, do I, am I like deep throat in a fucking hoagie, you know, at the start of a conversation? No. Yeah. Also, I got to call Lori out on her bullshit real quick. She's a fucking proto hipster with her fucking sun hat in the background and her uh, poster of Belgium expressionist artist. I saw James that. I, 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 no, I had to look that up also. Thanks, yeah. Wikipedia. Yeah. And it was so what he's known for are models with a grotesque face. Right? Thank you, dude. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. There's and some I'm, fucking big brain shit going on in here. Right <laughs> I thought you weren't going to learn something today on the Here Comes well, the Well, so because Lori, outside, she, she comments because Andy's giving her shit about, like, boys aren't interested. And she's like, they think I'm too smart. I've never, for one, been like, I'm not fucking talking to that chick. Ooh, she's that way too smart. Too smart. Well, I mean, I'm smarter honestly, than me. One of the, you know, back in the day, I grew up with this asshole. Back in the day. Two out of the three other people in this room are smarter than me. It's so, me, right? It's, it's, it's not going that far, but I, I you know, guys can figure it yeah, out for yourselves. I remember man. one well, of the confused. ladies that I you know dated at one point in time was, you know, a goddamn genius at one. Who? Cincinnati Jeff? Never. No, no. CJ over here never dated a smart girl. <laughs> uh, I love you so much, Cincinnati Jeff's wife. But that being said. Uh, but no, you you dated a very a smart girl, yeah, very very smart girl back in high school. Psyche was mean a wig. I like Psyche. <laughs> well, yeah, pale enough, sure. <laughs> Boots, Boots is trying to touch stuff. Boots, get out. He touched my soul. <laughs> you find me another one of them jackos in there, buddy? Gotcha. Yeah. All right, all right. So I digressed, and I kind of lost where I was going with that. I apologize. <laughs> So Andy wants to know what's going on. Like, hey, you hung up on me, but they make plans to meet him up. And he's like, I'm going to pick you up at six. So fucking be ready. Right. So fucking Lori goes out. She's waiting for Andy. Got this pumpkin. Andy fucking go, you know, gets in the car. And they drive off. I got to jump. Not in here as big quick. of a pumpkin as, uh, as the to- boy crush. Tommy had. Yeah. yeah. It might have been a ratio thing. So I straight up love this not. while she's sitting on the fucking porch, not the dock of the bay. Uh, she's sitting on the porch and we kind of get that that fucking vibe that like. <laughs> this is the musical episode for the record if you guys didn't know I love like they paint the picture of Hattonfield and they've done this the entire movie kind of just how like they've held on shots and shit like that I'm not trying to step on your dick uh, Langer like I feel like Hattonfield is a real place like then south, you have to let it linger like South Pasadena did you have to did you have to smell my finger like, like I've been there because I've actually fucking been there <laughs> I walked down that street. I sat on that place, and I fucking well. Here's the, the thing: it was, it was filmed in what, like Southern California, yeah. Pasadena, Pasadena. Yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, well, the little old ladies like, from Pasadena. Where, where do too. you find pumpkins? Like real we're white pumpkins? That. Oh, well, <clears> where are you that? I, I'm sorry. Soul. I'm stepping That's okay. on your bits No, 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 no. I got, I got the, I got the, the trivia at the end. Right. So, meanwhile, Boots Cat, uh, Boots wants a beer. Gentle Ben's favorite fucking all around fucking, you know. Doctor Loomis finally arrives in Haddonfield. He goes to the cemetery with the graveyard keeper, who leads him around, take him to Judas Meyer's grave. Oh, that's weird. The gravestone in so, there. And this is <clears throat> this is a great scene because, like, this is now that this, this is, is an a, this is a great movie. But the one thing that goes unfinished and fuck John Carpenter for this is like the the caretakers like. Oh, yeah, I remember fucking the Myers. That was some crazy shit. I know this story about this one guy who... Charlie Bowles. Yeah, excuse himself from dinner, goes outside, gets a hacksaw, hacksaw. comes back, and then you don't get the end of the fucking story because they see that fucking Judith's grave is missing. All right, strap in, dude, because they made a comic about the full story. 
it's super hard to get. I think like Dynamite Press did it. Like, oh yeah. Okay, ago. so what happens? I don't know. I don't got fucking oh. hundred bucks for a goddamn comic, my dude. Uh, so as I'll they discover the gravestone, it's four of us. Let's do this. All right, Loomis. Uh, no, I saw that Simpsons episode. We do not go fucking for us on a comic book. Okay. Ooh. Hey, we'll leave it here. I mean, look at this fucking nerd kingdom Again, that we have around us. Yeah. I will. I will pay for it, and I will put it in a fucking. The CNC Far Factory is an archive of comics for sure. Yeah, and we we will. We will mount it and we will look at it. We will never read it, no. but it will be there in glass. Hey, speaking forever. of Pirate Bay. Uh. <laughs> so, all right. Sorry. So they discover the Greenstone is missing. This is where Loomis uh, utters the tagline. He's come home. Um, I love how the gravekeeper fucking blames it on kids. Ah, oh, the damn kids and their fucking hilarious pranks where they steal 300 pound chunks of granite. <laughs> hey, Scoob. Guys, remember in high school when we used to do that? All th- no, because it's not a fucking thing. How yeah, but Michael we used Myers to hit them with that cars. himself, too, by the way. If it was uh, that, that thing's probably fucking super. All right. Heavy. So have you ever seen Michael Myers do anything? He lifted a dude with one arm above his head and then decided to pin him to a door in the very first movie with a butcher knife. Yeah. Kyle's just ready to get there. <laughs> yeah. Beautifully, I might. So this this man apparently has stupid, uh, and I apologize if I offend anybody with this. Stupid retard strength. And he said, oh, just you said the all word. Lifting up a dude that's 200 pounds. And I don't know about you, but I'm pretty confident. If I stab you with a butcher knife against something and the butcher knife doesn't fall off the wall, it's probably going to split you in half all the way down. He said the martial word. <laughs> so as the two girls now we cut back Oops. are driving around, uh, Lori's talking about how they're going to carve pumpkins with Tommy. Uh, and Annie's like, hey, uh, me and Lindsay are going to fucking stay up and I'm going to subject her to fucking six hours of Dr. Demento She's fucking. Not horror gonna, films. She's not going to know what hit her. Also, they're hot box in this. Yeah, place. they're fucking getting stoned Jesus. in this car. This and as they're driving, it. they fucking turn the corner. They hear this like alarm going off and they fucking pull up to Nichols Hardware Store. Attaboy. And she's like, oh shit, it's Hello, my fucking daddy. dad. This is the dumbest scene in the movie. The yeah. sheriff. Get, not. Uh, abs- uh, Get it, I, agree. I love this fucking scene. This scene is It's a true, it's a real life scene though. It's a real life scene because this is something that would happen to all of us. Okay, so I, I if we smoke, so I, I, I know where you're smoked, gonna take it. Ever. So they pull up, and then like Andy's like, "Fucking be cool, fucking be chill, like yeah, fucking put that shit out. That's my dad right there." They pull up, and then the fucking sheriff comes to the cars, like, "Hey, girls!" As the alarm's going off, and, and then Gentle Ben take it away. So okay, a couple things here. Number one, fine, hot box in the car. A couple teenage girls, fine. What? fucking teenage girl that sees their father on the road after just fucking smoking a doober fucking spliff oh, dude shit. this no, fucking no. thing is massive dude, no that, he, that, he's got a fair point here that that fucking dude that spliff looked like it came from the fucking dog pound bro <laughs> like this this thing is fucking nasty also my question and, is why is the paper yellow uh it's aged it's, a, it's a scripture. I don't who, know. Who is, who is pulling up and talking the to their father? Rolling it's down the window. Your father, who's a cop, rolling down the fucking window. You're like, oh, hey, dad. And then the, cop, the, fucking, the sheriff. The sheriff. <laughs> and then the sheriff fucking leans into the car. He's like, hey, girls. Fucking Laurie Strode looks Because well, they're high. They're not fucking thinking that's clearly. A, in, the words of, in the fucking words of Deja Bell, that's a waste of weed. You're fucking, <laughs> like, what are you doing? They just why? put it out. She didn't get rid of it. She puts it out in the ashtray. So what my whole thing that's is, like, you know, when cars had ashtrays. Both the girls, especially Laurie Strode looked fucking, fucking blitzed out of her mind. She I like how out of her mind. I like how my fucking 2016 Chevy Equinox doesn't have an ashtray or a CD player. However, I've been on one of the newer fucking Southwest Airlines. Fucking high she is, dude. Fucking planes, <laughs> and they still have ashtrays on the planes, even though fucking smoking's not allowed. Like, and this no. is like a new plane. They still fucking build them with ashtrays. You so. know why? Because it's cheaper to not break the mold. 
Think about that next time that you're in a brand new airplane. I don't want to think about anything about airplane. Exact I don't same like flying. airplane as the ones that have crashed in the past. I, I just it. always think about my, that. My, my, my whole point here, okay? My, my dad, real real story. My dad is a firefighter or was a firefighter, recently retired. Doesn't matter. Dope. If I if I was driving around in a car and there's a fucking house ablaze and I'm fucking stoned, smoking a fucking duber, with I'd two pull of my buddies, one of my buddies. I'm not going to pull up and be like, hey, dad, what's happening? <laughs> I'd pull That's over never going to happen. Nobody in the fucking history of smoking weed would ever be that stupid. <laughs> I thought you were going to finish that with like, and I roll up and my car's on fire. It's <laughs> like, what's up, dad? What's up, <laughs> So bro? while they're, while they're talking, sorry. Sheriff Brackett's like, oh, yeah, some kids fucking broke into the hardware store. And she's like, you blame everything on kids. He's like, well, he, they stole a Halloween mask, some rope, and a couple of knives. Who do you think did it? And it's fucking great because they're like having a hard time understanding each other because the fucking it's alarms blaring. going off just fucking blaring blaring. and then he's like so where are you girls going and then like she's like what what'd you say so he says it louder but the alarm cuts off at the exact same time and I love this part and he looks right at him as he shouts and he shouts too it's hard growing up with a cynical father (laughs) and he shouts too deadpan jerk (laughs) and and let's face it that's real life every time that anybody's having to talk over something let's face it Whatever the hell you're talking over shuts down at the worst, most awkward moment possible. <laughs> then I possible. got my testicles laminated. <laughs> <laughs> so then the girls pull off as Loomis shows up and, and then physically introduces himself to uh, uh, um, the sheriff there, Sheriff Brackett. Now, while Annie and driving, they begin to discuss the boy troubles. Mm, Lori's an introvert. And she's shy, uh, but she says, hey, you know what? I like this guy, Bennett Tramer. Oh, my motherfucking VIP of the movies. Yes. Now, little do they realize at this exact same time, Michael is following them. Annie doesn't use his fucking blinker. And you're <laughs> yeah. listening to yeah. Don't Fear the Reaper, yes. if anybody doesn't know. That is a great song for this movie. Perfect. So, and he I doesn't use his was blinker. Like one of, what, two songs? Michael that were not I didn't know Michael Myers barrier. was a woman. <laughs> oh. You mean hey, Michelle? Yeah. Well, I mean, just hey. look out for your blinker fluid, kids. Obligatory sexist remark of the episode. <laughs> so, all right. So, but, the, so right. isn't that like the one of two songs that weren't composed by Carpenter here? No, John or, Carpenter or was actually there? did those two. Oh. But they had one other song I thought going. Or, no, that was... Jamie Lee Curtis just mumbling shit. Oh, no, so that song that she sings, she makes that up as she's walking away. So, so, yeah, so John Carver didn't compose that up. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, if you're not singing songs of fucking commercial stuff, you don't have to pay for it. Perfect. Um, So now it's it's the evening, right? And um, Michael has followed Annie and Lori. Uh, he pauses as Annie drops Lori off to the Doyle house, and then Annie pulls up to the, the Wallace house just a couple doors down as the parents leave. Meanwhile, Loomis is back with Sheriff Brackett. They go to the old Myers house, and they wander through you know, the first floor, and they find a partially eaten remains of a dog. So Mike could be snacking on fucking yeah, critters and hounds alike. It's muffin. It's muffin. Muffin from fucking part two. He likes his hot dogs cold. <laughs> uh, Brackett cannot believe that a man would actually do this, but Loomis is like, this isn't a man. And Sheriff Brackett's like, it was a raccoon. <laughs> I think it was a skunk. I think it was a possum. So just, at this point, Ben, you got to fucking ask yourself, who's worse at their fucking job? I, dude, I don't know. Both of them are so fucking inept. Because then Loomis is like, yes, because a raccoon pull out napkins and this candlelight dinner that he's fucking set up and eat it on a plate. Right. Well, I mean, at least Loomis knows that this was not a raccoon. This was 
You can this tell was by the, the mockings. They are both so egregiously oblivious <laughs> to anything that is surrounding outside of them. See, like, I, now for Brackett, I could say that he's a sheriff is an elective official, right? He's right. an elected official. <laughs> Loomis, he had to go to um, four years of college and four years of medical school. So I can safely assume that he's at least eight. And uh, my eight-year-old would be fucking <laughs> a little bit more hip to some of these uh, nuances that he's just kind of skipping over. Yeah. Yeah. P- policies, yeah. mind you. It, it's When you get to part two of uh, you know Halloween 2, you're like, Loomis, I get it. You're not really like, a should... good doctor. You just want to fucking cap somebody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. I've got my permit. He kept... He... Dropped what five rounds into Mike Myers? Six. Yeah, I shot technically him. seven. Well, no, no, he six. missed the first shot. He missed the first shot. That was the warning shot. No, warning <laughs> well, because the, when they're there, they get a little jump scare, which is great because it's not mm. a true jump scare because it doesn't scare the audience. And Loomis fucking pulls out his piece, and Sheriff Brackett's like, "What's going on?" And it's fucking not just that he's like, "I have my permit," and he like yeah. pulls it out. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a prayer for this, and he doesn't even like he pulls it out, but the the. The sheriff doesn't even bother to look. He's like, oh, it's a receipt from fucking Walgreens. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's a Costco receipt. A yeah. receipt from Sears Walgreens. Receipt that's a big-ass <laughs> permit. Yeah, yeah. fucking seven-page like, receipt. So I, have a, I have a permit for it. It's, yeah, okay, sure. We'll go with the that. The gutter bashes into the window, and then, like, fucking Loomis is fumble-fucking around for, like, five seconds. Like, he's oh, not dude. winning any quick-draw contest on this shit. And, and at the same time, he then gives, like, a breakdown as they go upstairs to Judith's room. Like, Michael is the child... But, you know, he's fucking pure I evil. I want to read it. I met him 15 years ago. I was told there was oh. nothing left. No reason. No conscience. No understanding in the most rudimentary sense of life or death, of good or evil, right or wrong. I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face. The blackest eyes. Doll's eyes. eyes. You ever looked at a shark. shark when he bites you? And get the backest eyes till they roll over white. And... <laughs> I, I always get those fucking two Da-da. speeches mixed up. Hey, what Cincinnati. a beautiful soliloquy from fucking Dr. Dumbass himself. I spent eight years trying to reach him and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. He would look he looks through the the he looked at the wall through the wall to this night to this evening and then I, I forgot to mention but before they're like before Loomis gets inside the house and I love this part I forgot to mention he's waiting outside right he's waiting outside the Myers house for Sheriff Brackett to show up to let him in because they both don't realize that there's just a key under the mat by the way the whole time absolutely <laughs> hey yeah. Cincinnati Jeff you did not get the part of Doctor Loomis I'm sorry I'm sorry your so, audition was very good but it's it's sorry dude so, so I, look- I, I, I want to make a quick interjection I apologize so she put dropped it through the key, the key slot no she put the key under the mat yeah under the mat oh, for somebody to come and look at it that day yeah what happened to that asshole uh, I don't know. Yeah. It was the dog and fucking Michael Myers ate him. <laughs> I know, no, right? Dude, like, my whole thing is, like, this <laughs> asshole came into this house with this key to buy it. Uh, I'm betting there's another bite that nobody fucking so talks this about. This is my second favorite scene. Captain has a good point. <clears throat> Why would there be a dog and a raccoon in the same fucking house? Anyway? Whoa, interspecies <laughs> married, Ben. Fuck dude, I got a raccoon in my house. I've been trying to kill it for, like, two years. That son bitch is... He, he owns my garage. Like, I literally, it must have I been an orca that I killed him. 
So while Loomis is waiting outside, this is before you know, I missed it, but you're trying so hard to stay on. Time. I know we he's, are not making it easy. He is. For him. He's waiting in the bushes, right? And Lonnie yes! Ingalls and the bullies fucking show up. And this is my second favorite scene in the fucking movie. Like they dared Lonnie to go up to fucking like knock on go the door. On, do it, Lonnie. He's like, no, I'm scared. And then fucking he does. Like Lonnie fucking nuts up and goes and do it. And fucking Loomis just goes, Lonnie. Lonnie. Get your ass away from there. <laughs> Dude, that, that fucking smile he has on his face is like the best. It's, it's, it's perfect. Like, it's man. perfect. So this man, instead knowing the danger that exists in Michael Myers. He's just going to fuck with now, kids. Instead of fucking going and like trying to create a task force to get this man back <laughs> under control. Instead, he's hiding under the bushes outside the Myers residence like an asshole. Oh, punk, punk, punk and so, kids. Punk and kids out there. Lonnie, get away from the door. You <laughs> and he literally said... He tells the sheriff, don't tell the radio. Don't tell the television. We don't want to scare this ass. Motherfucker doesn't have access to radio or television. How, fu- how fucking awesome would it have been if fucking Lonnie was just like, oh, Doyle rules! And then like fucking broke the door down. And- so, what's his last name? Is it Lamb? L-A-M-B? L- Lamb, yeah. Lamb. Or- well, fuck Lonnie. Lamb and his stupid ass family and his stupid haircut and his stupid kid. I fucking hate Lonnie. <laughs> All I right, so Doesn't now back to where we were. Uh, we are now at the Doyle house. Um, Lori reads Tommy a King Arthur story, which is kind of weird for Halloween, right? Tommy was like, I'd rather have you read these comic books. I got you get the titles well, of these? I do, actually. So it's it's a common misconception. From under the couch, he actually pulls out a list of erotic action comics <laughs> starring such uh, characters as Queef King, uh, Queef Queen, Laser Boner, Prolapsed Asshole Man, Sister Fister, and the Tag Team Taint Team-Up Annual Number 5. Really? I, and then the I first issue of Felix the Cat. It was a completely different... Uh, oh, you see, you must have watched the European version. So, oh, and Mike, Mike Nachos always has the fucking European version. My co-host oh. here always has the European cuts, and it's, oh, they're always okay. dirtier and raunchier. Perfect, perfect. Yeah. Well, they don't have our stringent... Uh... <laughs> they got the rules on the movies, but they they, they relax on the comics. Good. <laughs> the, kids. Yeah, the, the fucking comics are like straight up smelling. Also, there might have been a gas leak in my basement. <laughs> I probably should check on my roommates at some point. So Annie then calls the uh, the Doyle house where Lori is, and she tells her that uh, she has set up a meeting, uh, a date with Ben Tramer. A meeting. Ooh, a meeting a, with I, Ben Tramer. <laughs> let us meet in grind uh, right? privates. So uh, Lori's like, I can't believe you fucking do something like that. I'm so nervous. you got to cancel this for me, but she refuses. Uh, while during the phone call, Tommy's like, looking out the window and he catches a glimpse of Michael fucking coming across the street to the Wallace house. The he runs back, tells Lori about it. He's like, I just saw the boogeyman. The boogeyman. Lori's like, nah, dude, knock out. So you're tripping, dude. At that house now, Annie then spills some popcorn oil on herself and has to go change her clothes. On her titties. Right? While she goes to the the outdoor laundry yeah, what the facility. Well, well, first off, she doesn't even go there yet. She just strips, strips off in the kitchen. In the kitchen. And it's in this kitchen and just finds a random old man button-up shirt. By the way, great side boob, no nip. Now, can you imagine this scenario, like, if she didn't get murdered, right? Like, and everything just went normally. Like, fucking Mr. and Mrs. Wallace come home. She finds his fucking shirt now in the fucking washer, but not washed. And it fucking smells like a 17-year-old girl. And Mrs. Oh. Wallace is like, you got some fucking splaining to do, homie. What the hell is this shit? And you know what I'd say is, Mrs. Wallace, maybe do things that 17-year-old girl would do. He's a goddamn homewrecker. Yeah. Uh, also, what is up in the Ooh. 1970s, them segregating their fucking washer and dryer? Yes! The- yes! That was From my the house. Beef. 
That was my big beef. Laundry was like, weird in the 70s, so, apparently. So, <laughs> so they have a laundry house. They, don't have a, they got a garage no and a laundry anymore, yeah. house. You can piss inside now. I'm going to go ahead and put my, my toilet outside. Oh, what can we do with our toilet? Well, let's go ahead and put our, our laundry room out there, too. The sink's on the fucking but roof. But that's like 1930. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. So while she's in this laundry shed... Um, she hears this <laughs> the noise and this thinks it's her boyfriend, Paul. Uh, she goes and closes the door, but when she tries to open it back again, it's fucking locked. So she begins to... Which, the lock's on the inside, by the way. She's... No, it's the outside, because she starts calling for Lindsay, uh, but Lindsay's in the main house why fucking watching Dr. Demento. Why would you a door trying to go inside of a, hey, a I could, Why but have no. your fucking laundry outside the house? But I again, don't know. Again, like if, but if you look, the, the lock is literally on the inside. It was just the door was stuck. Because, I'm not fucking yeah. 1970s schlomo architect. I don't know who fucking designed <laughs> this fucking door. Well, well the, the assumption is, is Mike Myers is holding it. It. That's the assumption. I, I can take from here that fucking him. that uh, Mr. Wallace did not work on architectural doors and hardware. <laughs> Otherwise, we'd have we'd have a pimp ass fucking laundry shed. So door wholesale. Annie cannot get fucking <laughs> uh, Lindsay's attention, so she decides to fucking crawl out the window. Lindsay's a fucking. At the same time, that. fucking Paul calls the house and he's like, "Go get Annie." It's not fucking around. So she goes, she unlocks the door from the outside. No, she doesn't even unlock it. She just opens it. There's no unlock motion. Why? Well, because this camera's on the inside. I don't know, but she fucking unlocks it. Oh. I'm pretty sure Lindsay's on the spectrum, by the way. Like, how could somebody be so fucking <laughs> the spectrum of oblivious? Yeah. No, no, oblivious. Absolutely. So yeah, she goes and no. she finds fucking Annie, fucking just ass hanging in the fucking window, just it, fucking full panties, which I'm not mad about. She lets her inside, like, like helps her back, and she's like, "Don't tell anybody about it." She's like, "Yeah, cool." Then she then goes back inside, gets on the phone with Paul. She's like, "Hey, I found her. She, her ass was stuck in a window." It's like you, bitch. You just said you were going to say nothing to anybody not fucking 30 seconds ago. I thought you were on my no, team. No, she didn't say it. She just walked away. <laughs> she didn't respond to her because, again, she's on the spectrum. Yeah, snitches get snitches, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the spectrum girl, she's like, Nope, I'm walking away. No, she's and a fucking space cadet, dude. Yeah. Straight up. And like, Paul, no so Paul's, you know, Paul's getting all fucking seventeen-year-old fucking horny. Like, hey, my fucking parents are out. I'm gonna sneak over. She's like, all you want to do is fucking think about sex. He's like, that's the only thing about. She's like, why think about it when you can just be over here doing it? And I'm like, damn, Ooh, Annie, you're I'm, fucking I'm horny. Frothy I like that girl. Bits, I like that girl. Okay. So Annie then calls Great side boob, right? Yeah. She calls Lori. She's like, look, I want to dump fucking Lindsay off on you. Paul find a way to fucking sneak out, Annie. And then Lori's like. I gotta watch two fucking kids for the price of one. Like, oh, you mean not... blackmail? Or she blackmailed? Yeah, fucking. Because she's like, friend. here's what I, here's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna fucking call Ben Tramer and tell him that you're not interested. You know, because you don't want to fucking you know get that fucking door. And, and yet she does, but doesn't, but does, but doesn't. Because again, and Lori's like, fine, bring the bitch over. And then while Annie was washing her clothes and making a big stink about it, instead she's just like wraps herself in a towel. And then walks this fucking little girl across the street with fucking just panties hanging out. And I'm like, what was the big deal with the clothes? If you're like, got no problem leaving the house dressed like this. What's the, the deal? The 70s were a simpler time, my friend. Yeah. Meanwhile, Lori's watching two kids while her friends are getting their fucking <laughs> clam smacked. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. You, you, you like... Mollus. Jumped up five minutes. Hey, that's a yeah. <laughs> mollusk bashing. Which again, uh, we're every minute of the movie takes Every man here has been like a premature ejaculator. If you have not paid attention to this whole movie, dude, I would have been fucking awesome. Yeah. In the yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. but again, I mean, that would have been a big yeah. deal. <laughs> you can last sixty three seconds. What? <laughs> right? Yeah, if I jack off before. <laughs> so, um. They are not the first time won't be the last. So Lori reluctantly fucking takes uh, Lindsay off fucking Annie's hands, right? And they're like, "Hey, go watch some fucking movies with Tommy." 
And uh, did you see the movie that she's watching? Oh, Jesus. It was, um, is it The Thing? No, it, it, the Thing something. It, that, that's not the entire title, but it was, it was something thing. The thing from outer space? Obviously, somebody knows it, and he's just looking at us condescendingly. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, I don't know, Bob. What is it? It's the thing from another world. From another from world! Another world. God damn it. Which was God. the original The Thing, right? Yeah, and right. The thi- Correct. Uh, and then John Howard Carpenter Hughes. did his yep, thing, yep. and, and, and it's made one of all of us love ever. Kurt Russell. Oh, oh fuck, yes. another world. It wasn't a hard push, either. I no, mean, it's Kurt Russell, dude. Hit the Hands table in your and picks it up. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, table. I'm, that's my thing. I like making noise. So Annie goes back to the Wallace house now. She's ready to fucking get fucking deadbeat Paul, who apparently can sneak out his parents' house but doesn't have a car. So she grabs yeah. the car keys, enters the garage, gets into the car, notices all the windows are completely fogged over, which great fucking call on Carpenter, right? Because Absolutely. she gets in. Starts the car and fucking Michael comes out the back seat. They're fogged over because he's fucking hiding inside the entire fucking he's time. He's it. Oh yeah, put it in my pocket. Hey, if I can't smack the table, I gotta put him somewhere. He then fucking just starts hand. to strangle Annie. But he's like, "This isn't enough." As you fucking, as the lights leaving your eyes pulls out a fucking knife and slits her throat. I actually have a clever pun for this. I did part of my job this week. <laughs> Death number, yeah. Uh, Annie, I guess everybody's a backseat stabber nowadays. I don't get it. I don't, it's gold. Okay. It's gold. Okay. Back at the Doyle house, Tommy decides he wants to play a little trick on Lindsay, and he goes and hides behind the curtain. And while doing so, he happens to look out the window, and he sees Michael carrying Annie's fucking dead body back into the Wallace house. He begins to shriek and freak out. So Lori, kind of freaky. Well, like, this is I've why seen you the don't fucking boogeyman. Lori's like, yeah, knock it off, fucking Tommy. You're what kind scaring of Lindsay. Wrench, trashy fucking prank is that? I'm going to go hide behind these see through curtains. <laughs> Hey, gentlemen, that's one of my go-to signature moves. (laughs) I'll actually, I'll take my shoes and hide it behind the curtain kind of thing. And Lori's having fucking none of this. He's like, knock it off or your ass is going to bed, and then me and fucking Lindsay are going to stay up and fucking have some fun. Whoa. Meanwhile, Loomis is... no, uh, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, no. He, uh, so Loomis is now fucking still hanging out at the fucking Myers house and all that fun stuff. Um... He uh, talks to Sheriff Brackett about the fucking headstone, and he's like, look, this is serious, and Brackett's like, it's not a threat. Like, this isn't a big deal. It's like nothing but a Halloween prank. He's like, no, this is some fucking serious fucking shit. Uh, Then now we cut to uh, Linda, finally, and her boyfriend Bob, Bob Sims, as they pull up to the Wallace house in Bob's fucking uh, Me Too van. You got this. Where they fucking are both getting fucking hammered, and they talk about what they're, what they're gonna do. They go, let's go in, uh, go inside and spend some time with Annie. But then we're gonna fucking go upstairs and fucking rip all our clothes off. She's like, I'm gonna rip my clothes off, and you're gonna rip your clothes off. And they're then Bob's rip the clothes off the fucking eight year old. Yeah. Then Bob's girl. like, all okay, right, so I'm gonna rip your clothes that. off, then no. rip my clothes off, and then we'll bo- then we'll both rip Lindsay's clothes I off. I swear to God, dude, I thought I misheard it. I thought I missed. Something. I am so glad that this is getting yeah. brought up. It's so fucking. That's sick. why it's the Me Too van, dude. Because I did not understand what was happening. I go, did they just fucking openly say they want to fucking like rape an eight year old? Yeah. So it's shit? Bob Sims is his name, but Sims is middle name. It's actually Bob Sims Weinstein. Oh, <laughs> oh I nearly beat myself. <laughs> okay, I get it when a joke doesn't land, and then you just kind of get that little. Ooh, joke remorse kind of thing. Let's hope it was that. <laughs> well, you know what? I mean, so I, I'm gonna fuck you. Here's the thing. I heard sister. it. That's I chuckled, even... and I was like, I would make oh, that joke. Wait a I, I mean, I made several jokes this episode. <laughs> I would make that joke. Well, I mean, not like... on air, so that it could be recorded forever. <laughs> 
I'll say that I make it, but I didn't make it, so that's okay. So, I have well, I, I've Kid heard jokes fucker. from you before. Right? But, uh, and then I, my clown nose fell off. Right, and, then, and then my clown <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. But no. So, <laughs> you can make it over there. Ooh, ooh. I was shows. drinking, man. I was drinking. <laughs> So Continue. my assumption is that they just fucked up the name and they left it in post edit. That's that was what I, <laughs> I assumed no, happened. No, That's it's a, a it's a it's a definitive fucking uh, like joke about fucking bringing that that uh, eight year old girl into, into their fucking oh, God damn. into their okay. threesome. Oh well, the, fuck. So I just yeah no. Uh, I moving give on. The benefit of the Hopefully doubt. all yeah. kid fuckers die. So yeah, but I like this Turns scene because it's like they're fucking getting though. hammered. He, and that's fun. No, actually he did in the worst possible way. No, and I we missed it earlier. But like Lori asked Annie, she's like, "Hey, we're babysitting so close together. Maybe we can hang out." And Annie's fucking like dry fucking humor is like, "Oh, what a great fucking evening! I got my choices of watching horror movies, listening to Linda fuck, or spending my evening talking to you." What the fuck, Annie, dude? You bitch. That was you won the role of fucking Annie. By the way, that was an amazing read. With throwing shade, bitch. I didn't do right. anything. Right. I forgot my chemistry. So they me. head into the house. They're like, it's kind of dark in here. Annie's not a fucking round. So Linda calls Lori to see you. She knows what's going on. She's like, hey, Annie fucking went to go get Paul. Linda's like, cool. While we're here, let's fucking go upstairs. So they go to the master bedroom and they get their thrust and bust on. They make the fuck go. Awkwardly afterwards, uh, there's this exchange where Paul's like, man, I could really go for a beer. <laughs> Linda's like, yeah, me too. What is he, Tom Atkins? <laughs> I could really go for a sandwich right now. <laughs> she's like, are you going to go get my beer or what? Well, uh, well <laughs> at first she's like, I'm going to get you beer. Then he says something snarky. Yeah. Yeah. And then she's like, you know what? Nope, you deserve to get your ass up out of this bed. Cause that's what he kept saying. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's sub? what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Who's yeah. the sub? Who's the dom? That's pretty <laughs> obvious. I mean, it depends on if you watch Stripes. So Bob goes to get the beer, and um, <laughs> as he does so, Michael is now inside the house, obviously, and he was waiting for him. Shoves Bob against the wall, picks him up one-handedly with his superhuman strength. Oh, is that what we're calling it? Okay. <laughs> That's what I'm calling we, it. We can run with that. Because he's a boss bitch. Stabs him with the knife so hard that he pins him to the fucking wall. And then he steps back, and I love this scene. He just takes a moment to just... Tilt, the head tilt. And he, admire he, he his fucking... It. Just frames it. He's like, that is a good stab. This, this, this is my a, Picasso. This is my <laughs> Picasso. That was a beautiful, just a small little detail added in by this, John Carpenter. This, that was so good. It's a I, head I really tilt, dude. That, like, where he's like, just kind of tilting hmm, his head back and forth. Like, huh. he's like, how could I have done this differently? This is my like, fifth hmm. symphony. This is uh, my Mona Lisa. I, I made this I like murder... An art form. Then he pulls his phone out and snaps some Instagram pictures. He's just like, look at that shit. Oh, YOLO. So, uh, fun fact, uh, no cell phones in this time period. What? I like how you said fun fact, like no one knew that there weren't cell phones in 1978. <laughs> but, I mean, well, let's face this. Like, well, car if, phones didn't even come out till the 90s. <laughs> my, my point also, being is some of the people the that too, might so. listen to this in the near future might not be old enough to realize <laughs> that cell phones weren't around the entirety of existence. I have death number. History is not a count. good class for people to pay You're stepping on my to. toes. Uh, you have toes? Death number whatever. Bob. Fuck Bob. He acts so stuck up sometimes. Uh, <laughs> kidding? Because he wants to bail hey. on the wall. <laughs> wah, wah, we have a mug for I wish we did. I wish oh, we well. did. So I think I have that on the on the first little. Uh, That's looking for it. Yeah, if you go to the, the block number one, there should be in there. Failhorn. 
There it is. <laughs> Why in parentheses does it say oh, nachos been werewolves? <laughs> <laughs> so he then uh, takes this bed sheet that was nearby and he drapes it over his body. Michael does. He then places Bob's eyeglasses, you know, over his fucking over the sheet, and then goes upstairs to fools London, thinking like, "Oh, I'm just Bob." Um, he enters the upstairs bedroom wearing the sheet where Linda chuckles. Uh, tries to entice Bob with her big ass boobies. Uh, uh, no, no, and she's like, "Hey, Bob, no, firm, no, those, those firm, small, uh, small boobies. Pert, pert? Is that pert. the word I want to use? Perky. They there use we perky. go. We're so cute when we do that. Juicy Perky's melon no. breasts. Brown breasts. <laughs> breasts. Uh, but no, like she, she has roasters. big nipples, like like extended bias. But aside from like girth, no. You get beautiful mammaries. <laughs> you could probably put a coat hanger. on. I wouldn't say no. I'll just say that. I like how she's well, very like what? seductive. She's Another like, coat hanger like what you again? see, what? you know, and fucking drops it. Um, but then, uh, you know, Bob Mike has no reaction, so she gets a little frustrated. She demands the beer that Bob was meant to retrieve. Where's my beer? <laughs> uh, as uh, you know, Michael then fucking discards the bed sheet and uh, goes and starts to strangle Linda with the phone as she was trying to call Lori. On the other end of the phone, Lori, you know, believing that it to be Annie's like. Oh, more phone pranks. I got your famous chewing. Now I'm getting your famous moaning. <laughs> I'd take that phone call. Real talk. <laughs> Linda then dies. Uh, <laughs> death, Fast forward death. <laughs> death yeah. number, I want to say four. <laughs> Linda Vanderclock. You know that old seven, L7 song? What is it? Uh, hang uh, by the telephone. <laughs> number five, isn't it? I lost count. Dude, I well, well, count. Hold on, no. There were some dogs. I'm not even counting right at that. Yeah, this is five. We tackle it at the end of the episode. So, uh, as the evening wears on, right, Lori puts Tommy and Lindsay to bed together. Boom, boom, boom. Right? Boom, Sorry, Bob. Boom. <laughs> Sorry, Bob, you're going to have to you wait. You just missed it. <laughs> that door has closed. Yeah. Tommy sealed that deal. <laughs> you got to go to the buffet if you want to eat. <laughs> She decides the clam bake is closed for the evening. Being a terrible babysitter as she is, uh, Lori's like, I'm going to take a walk over to the Wallace house. You know, I just left these two children alone to themselves. But they'll be fine because it's the 70s and nobody gives a shit. She goes, she sees no lights are on, wonders Annie's still around, goes inside, walks upstairs into the bedroom. She finds Annie's body sprawled out across the bread. Also, the bread? The bread. Above her, and this is a great scene, the stolen fucking Judith Meyer headstone is just fucking sitting on the bed right above her fucking dead ass body. Which is really, really iconic. Yeah. It's kind of creepy. It's good. Kind of? Lori then begins to scream, turns around as fucking... uh, she finds Linda's body, Bob's body, in two separate closets. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis nailed that scene, too, man. Oh, yeah. That was Absolutely. a great fucking scene by Absolutely. Jamie Lee. Fantastic. Yeah. Michael then appears, slashes Lori across her right arm from behind. Well, hold up. I, 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 sorry, I'm not Go trying ahead. to step on your toes. Uh, dude, when he fucking just comes, uh, what do you call that? Reverse fades, appears? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So what? Out of the darkness, that's so good. So what they did with that is they just decided we're going to put like a, a dimmer switch. Yeah. And and th- this is goes back to one of the things that I, I want to touch on later is Carpenter used the linger camera over and over and over and over again. I, I believe, personally, it's literally for this scene because he lingered on something that really didn't matter up until it did. And that's when they turned on that dimmer switch to enlighten. Slowly just bring yeah. them into the... Yeah, into bring the, them into the, the foreground. The and all of a sudden, you're like, 
oh my god and probably the the most intentful scary moment of the film is i think, I think this he's is it. there he's yeah. he's just right behind you yeah. you thought this, you were you were done with him and and he's just like yeah this scene's so good they they use it in every sequel pretty much they, oh yeah. yeah there's one there's one other quick thing i'm going to throw in here and not to get off topic but like it it kind of includes that like when Laurie's and you you see this a couple times throughout the film when Laurie's walking up the stair set and just the way that the camera pans as she's like walking up the stairs and does it just so fucking beautifully creepy because you like because you can't see what's up the stairs you're just solely focused on Laurie Strode walking up the stairs so it's not like you can see up there and then she goes up there and then the fucking the light from the room is just barely peeking out underneath the door and it's just open just enough that a little bit of light's coming out so it's like got that ultra creepy vibe I dude John Carpenter's a fucking genius with this shit man he really is is. we gotta give props to Dean Condy he's the dude that he was like the cinematographer on that anyway props yeah absolutely I've got so much to say on on just the development of the film, the production, the the camera placement, the way it was filmed. Um, if we have time for it, I would love to explain later. But for now, we can move. So, Lori stabbed. The impact then kind of knocks her down the fucking stairs where she kind of cracks her ankle in the process. She runs to the back door, but it's broken. I'm blocked by a garden rake. On the opposite side, right? Mikey's like Mike's fucking... Mike's a dick. Trying to trap... So I'm trying to trap his bitches. A hoe against a trick. So Laurie smashes the glass, releases the handle, lets herself out. She manages to run outside and begins to scream for somebody to help her, but nobody comes to help. So yeah. the uh, one thing I want to elaborate here is... So she she's fighting against this glass door until Mike Myers breaks through the door to that kitchen. Also, FYI... Apparently, every door in this house has a lock on it, which is weird. Yeah, you're not wrong, man. You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, which is totally weird. I, I just I want to lock bitches out of the kitchen. Maybe maybe Mr. Some, Wallace sold locks. Yeah, maybe he sold locks. Maybe, maybe maybe I don't want bitches in my kitchen when I'm making a goddamn turkey. So anyhow, the Kenny Rogers roast. She's got dude. this fucking uh, you know, rake against the door handle, and she can't get past. It. She can't get past it. So instead of taking the chair that's right next to her, which I'll be honest with you, first thing I thought of is like, bitch, you got a chair. Dude's trying to kill you. Trying to get through the door. Not there yet. We can do some property damage. It's yeah. okay. Yeah, it's okay. Because let's face it, you're going to do property damage anyway, and then you're going to damage yourself. So instead of taking the chair, she breaks it with her fist. Because one. What, that paint of sugar glass? <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis is kind of a bad bitch. She's a very bad bitch. She's yeah. a bad bitch. I'd let her poop a Superman S on my chest. Jesus. I would watch it. I'd pay for it. So, anyhow, so she busts this thing, and she moves the rake, and she bounces. Right? So now she's yeah. outside. She starts running around the neighborhood. She's banging on fucking neighbors' houses to let her in, get some help. They won't let her in. So she runs back. She hobbles. Uh, yeah. Back to the Doyle house as Michael is just methodically stalking her. And this is great because this, you know... Being one of the early slashers, right, and this is one of the few where you actually get to see the killer just doing his stalk. Casually jaunting. Right. At yeah. best. Doesn't give a fuck about catching no, up. At all. It's essentially you know invented that from yeah. this point on. It, it, it's one of those, it's it's all about methodology, and he was very methodical about killing bitches. And you know what? There's nothing scary, or nothing more scary, excuse me, about somebody that is methodical about doing something. Like if if their goal is to kill off, you, well, no, what I mean to say is like if my goal is to kill you, and my only goal is to put you in the ground, and there's nothing in between you and me, or if there's anything in between you and me, I will still put you in the ground. 
That's it. And that would that that's that's what's terrifying about Mike Myers is there's a singular goal and there's nothing in this world that will stop him. If you stab him in the neck, you know what he's gonna do? He's gonna come after you. If you stab him in the chest, you know what he's gonna do? He's gonna He's, I don't know, Captain. Did you see the Love Guru? That, that was is, pretty fucking scary. I'm just saying. Come on. Nobody made that joke. I'm so proud yeah. of this. But my, 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 my point is is that this guy, yeah. he's so methodical about what he does, and that's the terrifying aspect. Him dying doesn't even play a role in the fact that he is going to murder you. He doesn't care if he lives or dies. That's not part of his process. I want to see. I want to see a a re re director's cut, where you know, because he doesn't talk, right? There's there's not much going on vocally from Mike. But I want the new the new version of this when he's when he's killing Annie, right? And he's choking her death. And he but right before he slits her throat, he leans in and he goes, "Speed kills." <laughs> and then he's like, "Oh!" oh! Then fucking slits her throat. See you later. He see takes you later. her blood and does a smiley face on his white mask. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Mike is a fucking prankster. He's got jokes. And he holds up the keys and goes, you want to know how I got these cars? <laughs> <laughs> Captain Kirk says hello. <laughs> all right. So, all right. We are so Beam off track. Up, <laughs> so, uh, Lori is trying to get back into the fucking Doyle house, but the door is locked. She can't find her keys. So she bangs in the door, trying to get Tommy to let her in. Chucking flower pots. Then she picks up a fucking flower pot and talks at the fucking windows like, let me in. Uh, sensing the urgency in Lori's voice, plus the fucking property damage that she just fucking caused. Uh, he still takes his time to get downstairs. He finally lets her in. Lori locks the door, throws fucking Lindsay and himself upstairs in a bedroom and finds the phone dead. After Tommy leaves, Michael appears in the living room, but Lori, arming herself with a fucking... Uh, Knitting needle. Yeah, big-ass fucking crocheting needle. I got a deep cut, so it's an earlier... Stabs him in the fucking neck. Lori brought her own fucking croquet or croquet, uh, crochet, <laughs> crochet set. Didn't get up, yeah. yeah. And she had she like brought her a, own cricket set. You know? <laughs> she's a bad bitch, <laughs> but she doesn't play because the Doyle fucking dogs pinch loaves out in the front lawn, and you can't be fucking having that in your no, croquet set. Those fucking dog bombs. Uh-uh. Yeah, dude, don't be doing that. So play this, croquet out there. So this actually, you know what? Go ahead because I don't. I don't want to because you haven't actually said what happened yet. So. He gets stabbed in the neck. Yeah, so Ow, that's neck. the part that I was waiting for. Yeah. So this th- this is uh, no pun intended. This is the part that kills me, right? is she stabs him in the neck, knowing that this guy has fucking murdered... How many people now? You just saw your friends getting like, fucking crew. hung from the gallows, you know, some guy falling out, whatever. We've already talked about it. So she stabs him in the neck with this needle. He kind of does this weird head thing and then falls down, right? And she looks back and he's like... He kind of did ground. a, ow, I got stabbed in the neck. So, yeah, yeah. So, like, <laughs> ow, stabbed in the neck. So naturally... Any fucking rational human being is going to have one or two responses to this, right? Fight, like, grab that needle and just start fucking stabbing him in the face fucking 40 times over until you know he's dead. Or, flight, run, get the fuck out of there. Go get the kids and get the fuck out of that house. Go run down somewhere, get the kids to safety. What does she do? She sits on the fucking ground and she's like, it's all over now. You fucking, like, even a normal human being may not die from that. Why did you just assume that Michael Myers is fucking dead from this? But it makes the scene because then he fucking sits back up and that's when you get the dun-dun. 
And it's the movie, you know, yeah, you knew, and I get why they did it for cinematic purposes, but, like, just just looking at, like, well, the to, reality of it, like, nobody would fucking do that. Everybody be like, get the fuck out of here. You'd be like, she just lingers too long. Yeah, it's See, super A bizarre. normal man would die, but Michael Myers is all hopped up on that fucking dog meat, and he's, he's getting, like, fucking XP points from that shit, so. We already figured out, And the out, dog though, was, was taking, like, you know, ear medicine, so he's, like, super high. <laughs> ear drops. Are you talking Gotta about that time? Are you talking about the time we... We fucking did all that dog ear medicine. <laughs> so Lori then hobbles, pushes the kids back into their rooms because they've run out to see what the hell's going on. She hides in an adjacent room now because Michael's fucking gotten up. Where she hides in this closet. Michael comes after her and begins just tearing through the fucking panels of these wooden doors. Cowering in terror, Lori takes a coat hanger and hits Michael with it, forcing him to drop the knife, which she then picks up and runs through his stomach. Mikey then collapses again I onto the floor. I thought she gigged him in the eye with a coat hanger. Oh, well, yeah, sorry. That, oh, well, yeah, when oh, she's fighting so, off. Coat hangers are back. This is the third time this episode. Pre- precision. <laughs> so Accuracy, then, might I add, to get him right in the fucking yeah. eyeball with a, a coat hanger. Pro tip, Giggins. So yeah. Lori then goes to the bedroom, tells the kids to go down to the McKinsey house. They both run out of the house screaming for their fucking lives. Loomis sees them come out, and he's like, that's a good sign. I bet something's going on in there. I bet you I can shoot some. That or it's there. fucking Lonnie up to his goddamn <laughs> tricks. Fucking Lonnie and his stupid guy. family and his fucking kids. Loomis takes go his ahead, fucking buddy. gun go on. Ahead, he's buddy. like, finally get to put that permit to use. <laughs> so, on a side note, he, he, you know, he fucking cocks the, the uh, cocks 38 like it's a fucking 9 millimeter. Yeah. No, he holds well, it. He it's it's a revolver, though. It's not even a, it's not even a, it's a revolver. <laughs> the Sheriff Brackett's like, you know that's a revolver. He's like, don't tell me what to do. Bang, bang. <laughs> then he pulls out like a dog leg. And <laughs> also, did anybody else count the bullets? We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. All right, perfect. Did, did you have a thing? So, no, the, the, it's just, it's, 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 Loomis is a fucking moron. I, I just, I got nothing, dude. So just Lori takes a moment, collects herself, right? She stands up, but as she does so, Mikey rises up as well. Like a boner Comes from behind class. her and begins to strangle her. Suddenly, as she falls away, Lori fucking rips off the mask, causing him to obviously let her go. It was old man Jenkins from the Haunted Amusement <laughs> Park. Jenkins. for you kids and this goddamn dog. And we get a chance to see, like, briefly see his face which is great and i love these high def versions because you can like really get a good look Yo, so right and honestly the guy that they had legitimate looks kind of retarded i'm not gonna lie <laughs> you, you said the all word <laughs> said the martial word he's got kind of a wonk guy going on yeah yeah, yeah it looks a, like a little okay. bit there's a, there's a lot of awkward going on with that dude's face i, I call it jason i okay that's fair jason that's fair. well it's called center block honestly so uh, as he, he drops Lori, he puts his mask back on, and at this time, Loomis is now in the house, and he just fucking takes aim and shoots Michael mm. several times. Well, the first shot, I believe, misses. What I've got here is six times. Shoots six times. Shoots six times. Mm. Which then, um, obviously, Michael being shot multiple times forces <laughs> him to fucking fall out a second-story window over a balcony ledge and lands onto the fucking ground dead. Lori realizes it's the boogeyman. She's like, was it the boogeyman? Which fucking Loomis is like, as a matter of fact, it was. Loomis then looks down over the balcony to see that Michael is gone. Got this nice body imprint, though, in the fucking... I I love he just... This acne body imprint. He's looking at it like, yep, I knew this was gonna happen. Because, oh yeah, unsurprised, Loomis, like, looks off into the fucking night, like... so. This is only just begun. Like if you stubbed your toe or like you're fucking... On a side note, if you unload her on a dude and five out of your six shots hit and the dude still gets up, why would you not 
put more ammo in your gun. Because Loomis is a fucking moron. Right? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Because yeah, everything br- Loomis does is just willfully ignorant. So, to bring that back, you're correct. Yeah. While Loomis is waiting Shoot him again, no, thank you. I'll go hide in the bushes outside his house. I need to intimidate some children. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you knock <laughs> on that Which door? Well, well, so here's the thing. He's not superhuman at this point. Loomis fucking hit him a whole bunch. I'd be like, right, he's dead. Then I go look. He's gone. Then I would reload. But at this time, right. we don't see what's happening because we can hear Lori fucking crying in the background. And this is great. This is fucking Carpenter genius. We then start to get all these previous, like these shots of like places where we had previously seen Michael because he is now fucking escaped, right? And all we can hear is that like that hard breathing that <sighs> everywhere. You know, like when you run up the steps, it, it's basically <laughs> indicating like this guy can be fucking anywhere at any time. And then the last fucking shot is at the Myers house, <laughs> and then roll credits, end of the fucking movie. Yay! Fantastic. So, do you kids want to see a dead body? We've got five deaths, and for a big fucking horror like movie, not it's not a big budget movie, but like one of the top tier fucking highly recommended. You've got to see this before you fucking die. Horror movies, five deaths, and the gore is minimal to none. Yeah, yeah. yeah. very, this very movie. Good, minimal. Good, good word. And, and I, one and of these deaths is off screen. Yeah, and, and, and it's completely off. On actual lists of top hundred movies that you need to see before you die. This, so, this yeah, is yeah. a a serious movie, and it's so good. It's it's made artistically in the fact that it's recognized by film associations across right. the globe. So five deaths. Thanks, hockey. We get uh, number one: Judith Myers stabbed by the young Michael with a butcher knife. Two: mechanic, right, killed off screen. Three and that and honestly, the mechanics the the maybe the second if not the first bloodiest one because that you can see all the blood on, blood on on his chest. Yeah, well, uh, his sister is probably the bloodiest one. Right. Yeah. yeah. Number three, Annie Brackett strangled, finds out that speed kills, then her throat gets slit. <laughs> Four, Bob stabbed through the chest with the butcher knife, pinned to the door, got squashed. Which is awesome, by the then way. Then five, uh, well, Linda, old old titty Linda, Linda titty. Strangled to death with the phone cord. And then got shanked. Uh, so, thing, not many kills to choose from, but what is your favorite kill? We're probably all going to have the same one, but what's your favorite kill? Nachos, go ahead. Ooh, shit. My favorite kill? It's probably Bob being so fucking stuck up. <laughs> Gentle Ben? Bob. For sure. So, yeah, Captain Trips? I will take a sister because those boobs were phenomenal. Fuck, he's good, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. Those those are quite literally probably the best boob of any horror movie I've seen ever. Where do we get to Halloween ever. 2, dude? But you haven't seen many. Yeah, the, oh, well, okay, no, I think, no, I take that. Shannon Elizabeth five. and 13 Ghosts. Those are better. But you don't see but her boobs in that fake. movie. Yeah, hey, she dude. went legit to show her tits in American Pie. Yeah, yeah. What's the other? You yeah. see her boobs in that movie. Oh no, that's not it's right. Close so to no, no I think that you you see the ghosts boobs. Oh you're my god, you're right. I I, I, I so messed that up. I messed corpse. that up entirely. Did you ever see Tara Reid's titties? They're awful. Oh god, they are fucking um, mangled. No bueno. I saw them gold. before that, but yeah, Whew. it's no bueno. So I, no, you're you're to to run back. You're correct. The pinup pin guy is the pinup Bob. So I have I have Bob. I have Bob. Yeah, yeah. So alrighty, so you guys ready for some stuff you should know? Yeah. What seems to be your boggle? My boggle? So, from a budget of $300,000, the film went on to gross $47 million at the U.S. box office. And this is, of course, over a long period of time, because in 2008, taking that this would have been the equivalent of $150 million, making Halloween one of the most successful, if not the most successful, 
independent films of all time. Inflation is awful. The original script, titled The Babysitter Murders, had the events taking place over a span of several days. Uh, but the budgetary decision decided to change the script to make everything happen at the same day. And doing so, obviously, reduced the number of costume changes, locations. And it was decided that Halloween, the scariest night of the year, was a perfect night for this to happen. I thought Christmas Eve was the scariest damn night of the year. <laughs> it's all in your house. Wrong movie. <laughs> John Carpenter considered hiring Jamie Lee Curtis as the ultimate tribute to Alfred Hitchcock, who had given his mother, Janet Lee legendary status in the movie Psycho from 1960. Ironically, during the same period, Universal Studios producer and director Richard Franklin was trying to enroll Jamie in the production of the new, at that time, but never filmed, Psycho 2. As the film was shot out of sequence, John Carpenter created a fear meter so that Jamie Lee Curtis would know what level of terror she was exhibiting, and then like show her like, "All right, you're at a five here, but a like the two here threat meter. Bring, bring it down, bring yeah. it down. Like you, you were, you were like way, way too excitable. Honey, you were at eleven. We need you at an no, eight. No, I need I, you. At- I think it like the like the pain scale they use at hospitals. They're like, "Are you here, yeah. or are you here?" On a level of these stupid smiley faces. I am yeah. methadone clinic version of pain right now. Yeah. Let's, I love how let's zero's do that. like. Like if I'm in fucking pain, I'm not. I'm not making this ridiculous. From hmm. let's get the hammer and find out. So this <laughs> is this is well known, but but good trivia in a sense. In the documentary Halloween Unmasked, and then just generally pretty well known, but this was when it became mainstream, which was filmed in 1999. It was revealed that the crew had chosen two masks for Michael Myers, mm-hmm. and that they needed to decide on. The first was a Don Post Emmett Kelly smiling clown mask, which is funny because Don Post later on did Halloween 3 masks. That's right. Um, Then they put some frizzy red hair on. This was an homage to, obviously, how he killed his sister Judith in the clown costume, which was already in the script. They tested it out, and it appeared very demented and creepy, but the other mask was this 1975 James T. Kirk, Captain Kirk of the Starship Enterprise. Never heard of him. That they had purchased for a dollar. Yo, is that from that Spaceballs movie? Search for more money. Man, we had, found shit. They had the eyebrows and sideburns ripped off. They painted the face Ow. white, you know, instead of this flesh color. They teased the hair a little bit and spray painted it brown. And they opened up the eyes a little bit more and make the holes bigger. They tested out the Kirk mask, and the crew decided that this was much more creepy because it was just blank, deadpan, emotionless. Deadpan. And this became the iconic mask for Michael Myers. John Carpenter approached Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee. Ooh, Count Dooku. To dude. play the role of Dr. Sam Loomis, that was eventually portrayed by Donald Pleasance. Both turned him down due to the low pay of $20,000 over five days of shooting. Christopher Lee later said this was the biggest mistake he ever made in his career. Now, on a side note, I think he said like most of the actors made way less than that. Oh, yeah, dude. This Donald way, Pleasance was the less. big name in this movie. Right. I think Christopher yeah. Lee said, I think I fucked up. Because he's, he's a god. I like how they, they hey, approached uh, Lee and Cushing, who both played fucking Dracula and Van Helsing in the fucking band. Yeah, and the we're both in uh, A young Jamie Lee Curtis was so disappointed with her performance that she became convinced that she would be fired after only the first day of filming. When the phone rang after that first night, it was John Carpenter on the phone. Curtis was certain this was the end of my career. Instead, Carpenter called to congratulate her until he was very happy with the way things had turned out. Aww. In fact... This obviously being Janet Lee's daughter didn't hurt, and you know Tony Curtis. And according yeah. to Hill, Curtis Nepotism. wasn't what? he wasn't Carpenter's first choice. Well, she wasn't Carpenter's first choice. Uh, apparently, he wanted the daughter of the the mom on Lassie. 
and then settled on Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, yeah. June, Can you yeah, imagine this movie without Jamie Lee Curtis? June, June what? What is her fucking name? That, not June Lockhart, is it? I don't know. Um, whatever. Carter. June Carter. As the movie sure. was actually shot in Southern California, wife. as uh, Captain Trips was talking earlier, <laughs> as opposed to Illinois uh, in late October. Is in Jersey. Right? This is early spring. The crew had to buy Nothing paper leaves from a decorator and paint them in their desired autumn colors, scatter them across filming locations. They also had to do the same thing with pumpkins. They had to transport all this shit in. To save money, after a scene was filmed, the leaves were collected, raked, and reused. However, as Jamie Lee Curtis and John Carpenter note on the audio commentary, the trees were quite full of green leaves the entire fucking movie. There's no fucking fall foliage. Uh, and obviously would have gone um, unnoticed, but everybody's desperate. And then you can clearly see in the background, despite this being in Illinois, <laughs> in October, there are clearly palm trees. Indeed. Which is awkward. Right. Wait, you want to have palm trees around here? Well, I mean, let's face it. We're literally broadcasting in Illinois, and I'm pretty confident palm trees are not Whoa, normal. Well, Captain, you didn't drive past the fucking, like, seven palm trees up front? <laughs> it's all, all the way up from Florida? I absolutely It's all deciduous yeah. in this fucking neighborhood. <laughs> all right, so real quick, that scene where Tommy's walking through the uh, the yard and Micah's stalking, I know they, they, they put the fucking leaves there. They don't look like leaves. They look like dog shit. <laughs> and if you, pa- you pause the movie, anytime they're in the neighborhood and you get, like, a good panning shot, you can see palm trees. In the oh, yeah. 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 Like, well, big the, ones. The funny thing is this. You... So this is October here right now. Currently. Yeah, currently. We are literally in the October season, and they're talking about all of my trees in my front yard still have their leaves. I'm not going to lie. And but, there's, they're still green, actually. But they, you know, when Those it gets colder, they will start to fall. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I got, I got, we got, what, two weeks? Yeah, two weeks? Two weeks, uh, yeah. Yeah, in, in that ballpark. Oh, mine are already falling off on mine in the front yard. So John Carpenter wrote the role of Linda specifically for PJ Souls after seeing her performance in uh, Brian De Palma's Carrie. After totally seeing her titties. Oh, oh. Hey. PJ Souls. Were her titties in Carrie? No, but no. I mean, you, like they look nice outside they but, yeah, with the clothes too. I'm, I'm not mad about it. So this is my last bit of trivia here. Right. This is fun. Bringing out home. I love how these like super fucking popular horror movies also have like this great like history. Like Friday the Thirteenth has like fucking like. All that kind of stuff too. With nobody uh, likes that movie, you know, like all that shit shit going on. But like, you know, like nobody's like, you know, what's got great fucking trivia and like cool stories? Mrs. Claus. Oh, with the fucking <laughs> meta potato face, <laughs> but like the goblin voice. So PJ Souls went to the screening of this movie after it was released, and instead of sitting right like with where you normally would sit with the you know, with this crew and with cats, the normies. she's sitting in the fourth row of a regular audience. She was very amused that. During her nude scene, when she says the line of, see anything you like, boing, boing. a dude in front of her shouted, hell yes, I do. Did she, <laughs> did she whip your tits out and said, turn around, fuck boy. Well, unaware that she was right behind him, Dennis Quaid, who was no. dating souls at the time, asked if he wanted to beat the shit out of this guy. She's like, no, no, it's cool. Quaid was originally supposed to play Bob. Uh, but because of scheduling conflicts, could not uh, commit. Just imagine so, that being able to oh, say. De- you said Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Yeah. I, I thought you were not fucking saying Randy Quaid. No. Oh, oh God, no. no! I so, got shitters back. Then they went outside and licked mailboxes. Is, it, it's like the the difference between today and yesterday. Guys from back then willing to throw down. Guys today, if you had this type of thing going on. They would be too high and tight to even go to the movie theater to be 
with the people watching it. Just imagine being able to say you got beat up by the dude in Jaws 3. <laughs> I'm just saying. So I, I'm going to say my favorite part of the trivia of of this movie. So uh, the guy that played Dr. Loomis Pleasance. Donnie Pleasance. So his reason for playing was I've got alimony and my girl liked your score on precinct 13 is that assault on precinct 13 yeah assault on precinct 13 yeah that was it it's like i forgot all of me to pay because donnie you know, liked the things fuck. happened yeah. and uh my girl likes your shit so this is what's gonna happen and i thought that the same was thing with mrs Voorhees yeah. in the first red 13th she wanted to buy a new car straight she's like pamelia yeah. she's like uh the galaxy opened up i asked the cosmos a question they brought me the job. I got the car after the shoot. Right. Right. Boom. All right. And, and I, I think that's amazing. Like, I, I'm divorced. I need money. And my girl likes her shit. Boom. That's why I'm here. And, and it worked out because apparently he liked it because he showed up, what, two more times? <laughs> All of them. Uh, he showed up five more times. Five more times. Holy shit. So apparently the things that I read were wrong. And that. Uh, One plus five makes six. Uh, he's not in three. Isn't he on? Isn't he on the. Isn't he on the television for a second though? Where does a mental decline happen? He starts screaming at kids and shit. <laughs> isn't he? Isn't like? Isn't he? No, one it's of, no? it's that scene where Mike is uh, descending the stuff. Oh, uh, okay, you're right. You're right. I okay, mean, so not the fucking yeah. flex on you, yeah. but whatever. Whoa. All right. So now let's move on to the final cut. Well, what do you know? I asked for final cut, and I got it. Is that the crypt keeper? Yeah, goddamn right, dude. So final cuts. This is where everybody gets an opportunity for uh, two minutes uninterrupted. I have to say two minutes because Captain oh, Trips will fucking go off. Oh, we're the going rails. presidential debate rules. Yeah. Who's the moderator here? <laughs> I'll be the moderator. All right. Uh, so two oh, minutes. So sorry. Go ahead and say what you want to say, what you liked, what you didn't like, and then give it a rating of you know whatever your rating skill would be. We should do a one out of ten. Whatever you want to do. So uh, we will go ahead. Guess first. We will start with Captain Trips. Set, set the egg timer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so somebody's going to actually have to fucking cut me off. So one of, uh, excuse me, one of the things that I love most about this movie is the fact that Carpenter made it an art. So if you actually watch the movie, everything that you see is off center. Everything is psychological. So you have. All of the action taking place not in the middle of the movie where you would want to put your your mindset, your eyes. So all of the the hurt, all of the pain, all of the, the psychological torture that you experience is off kilter. And that's going to put you on a step not to your liking in general. And on the next step, something that I realized while I was watching it is there's a an actual linger to the camera. So every time you watch, there's a linger. And it'll sit there and look at something that's nothing. Look at something that's nothing. Look at something that's nothing. And I believe, personally, that that was a build-up to something that we mentioned earlier when you've got Mike Myers that... 60 seconds left. Pierce out of nowhere, and he's got some bitch. Fifty-three so, seconds left. <laughs> no pressure. Forty no. seconds left. I, I've got nothing. Ah, oh, this movie is so amazing to me because it was so artistically done, and that's why it's on so many lists. Let me just interject for a moment. No, I'm kidding. So, I'm kidding. Uh, you've got Mike Myers 
that appears out of nowhere with, with a dimmer switch to, to evoke his face when you believe that Jamie Lee Curtis's character has killed him not once but twice already. Motherfucker's dead. He's been stabbed in the neck. He's been stabbed in the chest. He's dead. Stabbed in the soft, wet eye hole. Oh. Stabbed oh, in the God. soft, wet eye hole indeed by a hanger that she's like, oh my God, he's coming through. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And then she is not a soft bitch. She will fucking fuck your world up. So anyhow, she's an so this entire fucking sequence has been a buildup. The the linger effect of the camera has been a buildup for him to be behind her at this very moment. At this very you've had literally 20 minutes of a camera linger this entire movie. And then this guy just comes up from a fucking closet he's holding that fucking mic with so much conviction i know right so what because well, yeah, it means something what what would you what would you, you rate this right now dude dude I, I, would, I would rate this so are we talking about uh one out of ten or one out of twenty or one, one out, out of hundred it's usually what we do but you can right. rate it whatever you want so i'm gonna rate this quite literally as a 9.5 because it, it's not the scariest movie i've ever seen because i will throw this out here um the scariest movie I've ever seen was a sci-fi movie. All right. But this movie here... Mars it, Attacks. Absolutely the most terrifying movie I've ever seen. Michael J. Fox gave me shudders. So, <laughs> <laughs> he gave you the shakes. <laughs> but when Pierce me, Brosnan he, was he, that dog... Michael so, J. Fox gave me the Michael so J. Fox. I'm not going to, to go crazy here, but my, my the, the scariest movie I've ever seen, this is something that I always say about it, and I'm not going to give you the name of the movie, but I don't need eyes where I'm going. And I've been Horizon. Oh, God damn it. That yeah. is exactly the movie. I'm in your head, bitch. Yeah. God damn. We talk about it all so, the time here. Perfect. Perfect. That's the scariest movie that I've ever seen in my entire life. But not the best movie. This is a solid 9.5 on my scale. Artistically, theatrically, suspense, it hit. So all I already of know the, the answer to this question, but was it worth it? You've never seen it before, it, and your your passion is very intoxicating. It's getting yeah. me excited. I kind of want to watch it again. Yeah. Oh no. Was I, it I, worth it? It was first time you've never it, seen it before. It was, was it worth it? Absolutely worth it. The only Halloween that I've seen before this one, Halloween H two O, I think with Buster Rhymes. It was That's uh, Resurrection. Ooh. Resurrection. That was Resurrection. H2O has LL Cool J, who was at that time doing Shakespeare in the park. <laughs> I, I apologize. I, I apologize. Apparently, so, the ladies so love him. <laughs> and uh, so that that was the only Halloween movie that I've seen previous to this one. And this. That's not this, a bad. This start. was kind of real. I mean this this one was good in, in every aspects of the the lingering camera. This means something, but it it didn't. It was a ploy. That lingering camera that Carpenter did was a ploy. Everything being off kilter was a psychological ploy. The guy knew what he was doing when it's the production value Mr. of this President, movie. Mr. President, Mr. President, <laughs> we need to move on. So good. Wait, I know everybody. you should probably turn off my microphone. Hey man, would you talking. just shut up? <laughs> Get it? I, I had way more than and then your two minutes. I love yeah, you. I know guys. you got five. <laughs> Gentle Ben. But goddamn, you were so passionate. Yeah, I couldn't stop you. There were hand movements. Gentle Ben, you know, give me your final cuts, you know, give me your rating, and then was it worth it? All right. Well, obviously, this is no street trash level <laughs> horror movie, but. <laughs> Not many of them are. <laughs> no, man. So, um, man, well, I mean, what do you say, right? This is such a staple in horror movie history, like just horror movie genre in general. This was a. 
a pivotal movie for the horror genre. And oh, oh. there goes the microphone. That's all right. You keep going, buddy. I'll Technical um, difficulty. There's a lot that I, I so and just me being critical here. There's a lot I didn't like about the movie. There's a lot that that frustrated me about the movie. Just like the the fucking cartoony bullshit with Loomis and. <laughs> Like I, 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 and that's the thing. I love Donald Pleasance. I really do. But man, that shit, that that role was just so cartoony sometimes, and it just didn't make any sense why he made some of the decisions he made, and just like some of the oblivious ignorance that happens throughout the movie that causes this to spin way out of control. But hey, maybe that's how John Carpenter wanted it, right? He wanted these people to be these fucking stupid people that nobody really understands, anyways. Like why they make the decisions they make. I get it. Um, all in all, though, man, this was a fantastic horror movie. I mean. Here, here. Kind of like, kind of like Captain was saying a second ago, right? Is they? It's it's the psychological horror in this. It's not the blood. It's not the guts. It's not the jump scares. It's not the bullshit. It's this. You just don't know what's gonna happen. You don't know when it's coming. You don't know when you're gonna see him again. You don't know. You know, fucking <laughs> one one scene he may be stabbing somebody, and the next scene, you know, Loomis is screaming at kids and the, from the fucking bushes outside the Myers residence. <laughs> Nobody knows like what's gonna happen in this movie. It's all over the place in a beautiful way. And and that was Carpenter's. Uh, not to cut you, not cut no, him, but that was his original intent. It was like he didn't want this to be a sequeled franchise. His thing was like, look, this was just a guy who kills random people. Right. This was at the height of, you know, uh, Ted Bundy, mm-hmm. uh, the Green River Killer, um, uh, the Zodiac Killer was was still right. out there. Like, you know, all that shit was going on. Like this, this that was that was a big deal. Well, and he he nails this role perfectly with. He nails this role perfectly with Michael Myers because the thing is, is you don't know if Michael Myers is a, like some kind of subhuman or if he's just a normal guy that just has you know some some fucking crazy strength. It's you don't know. He's you driven the, by the same passion that Captain Trips has, exactly. and he wanted to make you be scared to walk home. Yeah. Right, exactly. That was and his intent, and that was the intent. I could go on for a while about this, but in the interest of time, um, I will say, yes, this is absolutely must-watch. I would hope that most people that are listening to this podcast have at least seen it fucking 15, 20 times because we're all horror movie fans. I'm getting back into it, but um, rating... You're doing it, Peter. You're doing it. (laughs) Rating... It's not a horror movie. Rating, I'll give it a 7 out of 10. Wow. That was, that was hurtful. But he's got problems with the characters. That's, oh, that's yeah. my only problem. Problems with yeah. the characters, not the acting, that's but okay. the actual characters. Hey, but is it worth it? Absolutely, a hundred percent. I dude, this is a pivotal movie. I understand the importance of this movie and how it created, like, not only an entire uh, franchise of Halloween movies, but define the horror movie as a whole. Oh, like, yeah. It made Re- it reinvented impact. the genre. And this was in. And, and I'm yes. being a little critical because this was in fucking 1978. We're recording this in 2020, so like, there's a huge uh, gap of like. All these different subgenres of subgenres that have fallen off the horror, you know, the, the the horror genre. At that time, it was just wide open. This was a guy that took a shot in the dark with three hundred thousand dollars to fucking pay for his everything, and made a absolute killer movie out of mm-hmm. it. I, 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 you know what? Hats off to John Carpenter. Just my issues with some of the characters. I'm giving it a seven. Out I of understand. 10. Nachos, go ahead. Seven out of ten, huh? Uh, I'm gonna walk you to your car to make sure you get there super safe. <laughs> make sure you put that mask on good, first. Hope you don't right? fall a couple yeah. times. Oh, on a knife, a lot. The seven out of ten to me is good. That's well above average. Like I, I I'm not getting this. Yeah, you, I, I think you, you, you might, you might accidentally fall on a knife seven out of ten times. I yeah. think this is a solid <laughs> B plus movie. Like if I'm just being critical of the movie itself, I think this is a solid B plus movie. Right, and that's like. 
Kyle's coming in as a new fan. You're coming in as somebody who's seen it, but you're you're uh, digesting it for the first time in this light. Right. Is where we are probably going to be very soft on it because we are such big fans of sure. the franchise and the genre as a whole, and we've seen way worse. So, oh yeah, dude. our souls aren't even broken yet. Hundred yeah. <laughs> percent muscle. The horrible horror podcast. <laughs> if you check out the horrible bastards. horror podcast, oh. but those guys, I mean, they beat themselves Gluttons up. Gluttons for punishment. Yeah. So go ahead, Nachos. What do, what do you got there? Final cuts. All right, dude. So the first time I saw this movie, we reviewed it earlier. No, uh, so I didn't know. I, I didn't know. Like, as far as the movie goes, um, I didn't know John Carpenter was going to do this as a one and done. I, I didn't know that. So I always thought it was like... Because you came into Halloween 2 first. Yeah, that's my bread and butter. I mean, I'm not mad at the first one. Like, uh, But I, I didn't know they were going to make any sequels. And just that end part alone where Lewis is like, son of a bitch, I knew he was going to do that. Um... I didn't know, and I had the hardest time appreciating this movie. Like, I, I didn't hate it. I'm just like, eh, it's just a movie, but it's... So I've grown to appreciate it, knowing with the one-and-done policy kind of thing, um, and then Universal walked up to him and was like, hey, you like money? He's like, uh, yeah, and Budweiser, so <laughs> boom, boom, boom! So uh, That's how you get me. Exactly. Budweiser. <laughs> shit Plus, is like, can you fill up the flask, please? <laughs> I'm, I'm take a little nip off that flask. <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, now knowing that that this was just going to be a one and done, drink every time I say that. Um, I appreciate the film. Like, <sighs> I like the movie a lot. If you guys haven't seen it, you fucking should. Because what the fuck are you are you listening to a podcast about a bunch of assholes talk about the movie and you haven't seen the forty year old fucking movie? Right, it's my first time. Ten seeing out of ten. It. Boom. All right, ten out of Perfect. ten. Fucking dead dogs. There you go. You and I feel like a, I feel he, like a fucking jerk won. off now. He he got a nine what are you? Uh, what was it worth it? Fuck yeah, yeah! All day, every day. I watch this movie when it's not even Halloween. All right, let me get my notes. Oh, it's shit. my turn. <laughs> let me get out my novel. Speaking of phone books, yeah. All right. And well, you know, because I love this movie. This is my one of my. It, it flip flops between this. And Night of the Living Dead is my favorite Halloween or horror movie of all time. Is to this, be fair, I gave Friday the Thirteenth nine point five. You did. So is this? Your favorite franchise, or is this just specifically your favorite movie? It is my favorite franchise, even though the franchise as a whole is a piece of shit. Yeah, Halloween <laughs> Five is awesome. <laughs> nice. So, all right, so all right, to get into this, my final cuts here: movie, good, ten out of ten, screaming dads. It's definitely worth it. Perfect. But, hold on, don't you get two minutes? <laughs> like you're just like. No, I like, gave you like, my two minutes. Five. You're like five seconds. Yeah. I want. I want to hear. Again. Tell me. Tell that you, was too I want, good. I, I want to know what you really like. Give me. Give me some of your deep cuts. I want to know more. And somehow the counselor feel. still came faster than it took you to read that on the fucking paper, right? Because I mean, you got to hear my 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 emotional bits for it. You heard his, and you heard his. Like, I want to know uh, like, so your visceral is, feeling. Like, give me your visceral bits. I'm gonna explain this to you as easy as I possibly can for you to understand it. This is the Chrono Trigger of horror movies. Oh, I can't have sex with you. Right, all right. Um, I could wax um, poetic about this me, movie all you, day long. I got I, even its shortcomings, I don't have a problem with. Chrono Trigger of horror movies, ten out of ten, motherfucker. Right? Changing my score. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, but it's, for me, it really is. It's it's the perfect for me. It's the perfect beginner, yeah, horror movie. It really is. Absolutely, like the everything. It was so artistically done, and and I don't know if. Anybody has been able to recreate this kind of thing? Because again, I'm yeah, not. Yeah, Rob I'm not, Zombie I'm not did huge, it with his well, remake. So that's, well, I'm not that's huge the thing. In the horror movie genre, but all of the ones that I've ever watched have not been so well. This done. was this was this this has been tried to be recreated several times. That's why we got the original Friday the Thirteenth. Sean Cunningham <gasps> saw this movie. He's like, 
I want to do that. Yeah, no, it's Anime real. Friday the 13th. Legit, it's like, that's what he said. He's like, Verbatim. I can do this and make money. They made how much money? Yeah. Off a of lot, what? A lot. I can do this. And, that's, and this that, that's been duplicated several times just because of that alone. Well, I, I will say, like, the, the, the dreamscape thing terrifies everyone because nobody has control over it. Number End of story. But, right. When it comes down to the I think real. Captain Trip's a little drunk. Yeah. Scotch. But when it comes down to the real life stuff, though, there's no, you know, there's no subterfuge. There's no, there's no game on it. You walk home. You have to worry about this. Yeah. You, you leave your car to go to work. Did you eat his two minutes? Oh, I did. I'm sorry. It's okay. No. But, but, but you know what I mean? Like, this is. This horror movie is completely anchored. This one alone Halloween movie yeah. is completely anchored in real life. It is. This is something that is intrinsic to our entire values. And that's what makes this movie scarier than more movies. I had to enunciate scarier because, yes, I am drunk. <laughs> but, but again. That's why I call him Captain Trips. Yeah. Because <laughs> well, he'd be tripping I'd on the words. A third time, scarier. So it is. It is so much more important to us to realize that this movie is embedded in the real world, as opposed to most other. Jason's not. Nightmare and Elm Stream's not. This you can go home from your movie theater and you can walk three blocks to your house and then. This is why I go last, and that's why I don't have much to say about it. You guys have already said I ride my exactly how I feel yeah. about it. I'm shredding cowabunga. So there's nothing that I need to, to say. Yeah, so that's why this movie is so much scarier than any other movies, because it's, it's fucking real. Well, to wrap up here, we are doing part two next week. Oh shit! Which is going to be fucking fantastic. What sucker did you do in reviewing that? Uh, we've got. Um, oh, it's me. It's me, isn't it? Yeah. And Dogmaster Dan's back. Oh shit! Yeah. We haven't seen him since Silent Night Deadly or uh, Pumpkinhead. Santa Slay. Is that the Dogmaster? Oh no, we did Pumpkinhead. For no, those who are listening, because we, we talked about doing it, we just got super hammered and deleted it because it was well, a shit did, show. Yeah, you took the magic out of that. That way, it was <laughs> kind of beating around the bush. So, uh, um, Captain Trips. Gentle Ben, I want to thank you for being uh, a part of the show today. Thanks for having me on, man. Ben, again, thank you for letting me talk over everyone. I do you uh, Do you guys have anything uh, that you want to add before we sign off, Captain Trips? Any anything? Five minutes. Go. No, God, no. <laughs> I have to pee. <laughs> Just go, uh, man. Other and I'm than the button the guy. That um, I, I love my friends, and uh, I love the fact that my girlfriend is a solid supporter of your show. She is. We'd like that too. Yeah, absolutely, you do. And it's it's phenomenal, and I will be trying to propagate your show forever. Thank you, you guys are amazing. Thank Bless you so much for heart. having me, Gentle Ben. Absolutely, uh, it means a lot that you guys invited me on to such a uh, monumental fucking movie for this you guys. Is huge. This, this is a big a good one, dude. movie for us. This is a big one. It's been a long podcast, but dude, uh, yeah. Uh, out of all the ones you picked, a non-horror movie fan to come <laughs> on to, You're like let's pick the one that's most near and dear to my fucking heart. No, I really appreciate it, guys. This is I'm awesome. only gonna stab you in the neck once <laughs> after this is over the sewing needle. Seven out of ten, bitch. What the fuck? But look at it this way. It's, I'm gonna stab you seven out of ten times. Yeah. <laughs> the other three will just miss. Nachos, you got anything, Dan? I totally enjoyed hanging out with you guys tonight. <laughs> totally. All right. Well, that's it for the uh, Here Comes the Spooky podcast. So, uh, you know, everybody, remember to uh, tip your waitresses and always stay spooky! spooky!